on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We have a packed show. We've got Afternoon of Champions beer ratings, NXT Battleground beer ratings. What was the last double or nothing beer ratings? (laughs) So much fucking wrestling this past weekend. I would like to give a... I'll save it. I'll save it for after the music. I don't want to curse um, too early in the show. You never know what could happen there. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about those and barely talking about the weekly recap. If anything, uh, it'll be very quick at, at the end because there's a lot to go over here. So much beer ratings to go over. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT Wrestle Pod. You guys ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 107 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Joe and Chad. Bot 2000. I got all the updates. How's everyone doing? Good. Fine. Chad, my battery's full. (laughs) Even after this past weekend? Oh, no, that was draining. This whole week has been draining. But your battery's full? Yeah, I got beers in me, so. That's true. Recharge me up. Not the only thing you're gonna have in you, Ayo. Your, your dad? Yeah. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to start this week's show, uh, by just giving a special fuck you to the wrestling gods for this past weekend. That was too much. Talking about J- JBL? No, not JBL. Just literally JBL and Baron. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just fuck you to AEW and WWE. And thank God I don't watch anything else other than them right now because there was Best of the Super Juniors. There was Impact Under Siege, which apparently was really good. And Chad will eventually watch it. 100%. There was there was too much. I only watched two companies and there, there was just too much. Yeah, it was almost like physically draining how much time and effort I had to put into not only watching that, but then afterwards trying to get caught up on the weekly recap. I'm not even close to done for the week. I'm going to. I skipped SmackDown. I skipped Raw. I'm actively watching NXT, and I did watch Dynamite last night. Well, Raw had some good stuff. We'll have to. I'll have to do the highlights later. But Raw was not bad. NXT was really Raw. good, and I'm. I'm currently watching AEW. All right, and I haven't and, even finished Double or Nothing. All right, and that was the weekly recap. <laughs> <laughs> these show. This is how these shows were. Um. Yeah. I just. I. I never want to do three pay per views again in the same weekend. That was. It's. I'll say we it again. It's, it's we too literally much. did it for WrestleMania just like two months ago. Okay, that's true. Um, on a holiday weekend. Mm. Okay, okay. I should have specified. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had like my sister in town. I had my parents coming on Memorial Day weekend. I just did not have the time to watch three pay per views this week. What were your parents doing? 
They came into town on Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. You said something I'm else. I'm sorry you didn't get to to hang out with your mom too much because <laughs> she was at my house. <laughs> I hung out with her the whole, whole day. Yeah. You and what do you think she was doing at night? Driving home? To my home. Mark? Chad, I had oh. sex with your mom. Speaking oh, of, actually, speaking of having sex, um, congratulations to Alexa Bliss, who's pregnant. Congrats on the sex. Good for her. Did we ever talk about Carmella being pregnant on this show? She's yeah, also you, pregnant. You weren't here. Yeah, you were dead, I think. We said something about it. We mentioned it, which is you know, usually I mentioned, all, that, all that these get. Well, I was watching uh, Raw. I mentioned to my wife that I saw the Alexa Bliss news. And uh, then afterwards, I was like, you know, the only negative, though, is that uh, they're all not on TV right now. So I get to watch Zoe Stark every fucking week. Good for me. Hey, we'll Spoilers. get to it. We'll get to it. But I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, I'm at least. Glad someone cares. Um, So we're going to do these chronologically. I mean, the other two shows happen at the same time, but we're going to do NXT before AEW. Uh, and in my opinion, we're going to be talking about these shows from best to worst. So if you like when at least I bitch a lot, uh, that'll be toward the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I have some complaints as well. And it wasn't a bad show. End. It wasn't a bad no. show. It was just the worst show of the weekend. That's yeah. that's all. It was a great weekend. It was we'll just about it. draining. Don't do it. Don't ever do it again. Not on Memorial Day. Uh, all right. Let's start with Afternoon of Champions. I actually watched this at night. I didn't watch this live. Some of us have things to do on a Saturday afternoon on Memorial Day weekend. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you son of a bitch. Might not have been Vince. But... Whoever did this. Fuck you. Whoever took Jeff Jarrett's job. I don't think. Yeah. Director yeah, of yeah. live events. You say that, but like I'm pretty sure they were required to do these events a number of times a year. I think they have like an outstanding contract. Right, but on Memorial Day? I don't think Day, it's that great a contract. They definitely okay. make a lot of money from Saudi. Yeah. yeah otherwise, they wouldn't keep going back. Yeah, I just don't know why they did a fucking NXT pay-per-view at the same time as a w, as an AEW pay-per-view. It has to dwindle your numbers. But the internet reviews, I think, really boosted the performance afterwards. Yeah. There's a... I don't know if you ever looked at the cage match website. I think it's what it's called. Battleground cage was better. Battleground was better than Double or Nothing. So that definitely helps. Even if they didn't get that many live viewers. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not next, wrong. Next the time this happens. Viewers. Yeah. There's well, a website next, I go time to. That this happens, more people might tune into NXT because they were better last time. And it was think, an easier show to watch on a Sunday night. Yeah. I think it was like it's cage side seats. Is that what it is? Chad? That's no. the one. Yeah. It's, that's the, it's something like that cage side or something like that. But they do. They have people like review the pay-per-views and then like it's like a almost like a Rotten Tomatoes for pay-per-views. Yeah. And the Battleground got like a nine point something. Double or Nothing got like a six something. Well, it the Double or Nothing is mostly, mostly not the talent's fault. But we'll get to that. Um, Afternoon Champions. Did, did anyone have signs for the whole weekend? I have a sign for this show. Okay, so do I. I, have one, I think this is my only sign. This is my only sign for the whole weekend. But I do have a sign for Monday Night Raw. If oh, we never do mind. I have anything. double or nothing. But uh, for my one sign for this show, I had a guy that said, I miss Randy. No, it was Mandy. Oh, was it Mandy? Yeah. I thought it was Randy. I have that same sign. <laughs> I thought it said, I miss Randy. No. If, even if it was Mandy or Randy, I miss both of them. I agree either way. Yeah. Randy Orton. I mean, really, I really miss Randy Orton. There's, there's not really much else to say about that. But that was the sign. I miss Mandy. Could be Randy. Could be Mandy. Joe? I'm Randy with your Mandy. You know what I'm saying? I miss Randy more. Okay. 
Do you have any signs? <laughs> Joe's changing his background. <laughs> no, I got. I don't have any signs. Joe with Joe's got blades of grass as his background, and it makes him look like the size of an ant. What is this? A laptop yeah, but, for ants? But like a really, uh, a really big ant. Sure. Anyway, interesting. Let's get into the matches. We had Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles up first. It opened the show for a reason that I think I know why. Uh, for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. What do we think? I think this was a good match on the teetering of great match. Mm-hmm. I, I Unfortunately, I think I got a little bit let down by the fact it was the opening show, the opening of the mat, the card. Well, uh, it was part of that, the triple main event, though. But I immediately knew who was going to win because the opening. I was pretty confident as it was already, but as soon as it opened the show, I was like, there's no way it's AJ. It's definitely Seth. Yeah. And then I would say that my expectations were so high for this match, it kind of let me down a little bit, but it was a really good match. Don't it let me was. undersell. Yeah. It was really good. I enjoyed the show. This one it. could be excellent. It didn't, it didn't go. I think it only went like 20 minutes and some change. And I know last week we were talking at, at least 20 minutes, hopefully 25 or 30. It didn't do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I, I think I agree fully teetering on the edge of great, but not quite there for this. Um, but I did hear the reason why this went first was because Seth had to get out of there to keep filming Captain America New World Order. Yeah, that's what that's what I read as well. But then, like, he was there the next night, you know, that was raw. Yeah, it was two days later, two days. Yeah, it's Monday versus Sunday or Saturday. You yeah. So he might have filmed you're... on Sunday. I don't know what a filming schedule really looks like when you're right. You're right. It was two days later. But yeah, Chad is right on that one. Um, and a lot of other things I was right about this weekend, too. Mm, same. Same. I got not every match correct. Right. I got every match correct on Double or Nothing. But but not the other shows. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to say about this match. Um, Saudi crowd was... I mean, this was the start of the Saudi crowd for the, I guess, night slash afternoon, depending on when you watched. And they they were good. They thought everything was awesome. Probably the only complaint I have about the Saudi crowd. Oh, I mean, I'd rather than think everything is awesome when it's not than to then be see the double cool. or nothing crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they uh, I'll say this now: they need to get double or nothing away from Vegas. But it doesn't like the pay per view name doesn't make any sense outside of Vegas. But it is just yeah. the name of a pay per view. Um, anyways. Rollins and Styles, two and a half beers. Seth Rollins is the inaugural World Heavyweight Champion this time and... around. Oh, oh, hold on! Before we move on, I want to talk about my favorite spot at this match. There was a really good spot. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was the those the pedigree spots. Oh yeah, Styles the hitting pedig- one or Seth the well Seth Seth's attempting to hit end. one. Ooh, she looks. Cool. And then Styles trying over and over again to get one, and then Styles hitting one, leading into a great two count into kind of pushing towards the end of the match where eventually Seth hits one, but the, the pedigree spots were phenomenal here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Joe, Joe, what were you saying under your breath? I said, ooh, she looks ugly. Who? Cora Jade. Oh, uh, with her eye? Yeah. Still sup. <laughs> Smash. Um, <laughs> speaking of sup, uh, Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch, was in, uh, they faced off in the next match. Becky Lynch decked out in her... Uh, kill bill gear yeah that was cool. uh that was probably the coolest coolest part of this yeah this wasn't that great yep. nope no. it was so long yeah 
Was it? How long was it? I don't know, but it felt like I was watching this match forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't remember. Bullshit. Bullshit. This is bullshit. 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 Um, I don't remember feeling that when I watched this, but I also watched this, I don't know, Sunday or Monday. No, definitely Monday. Because I watched I watched Double or Nothing first and then Afternoon of Champions and then Battleground. Um, I have a Corey 14 Graves. 14 minutes and 50 seconds. God, that is long. Okay. Uh-huh, I have a Corey uh-huh. Graves quote for this match. Um, he said that he paid eleven dollars for a blue check mark, which makes him a journalist. First uh, of all, I thought that the blue check marks were eight dollars. I don't know. I don't know either, but I thought they were. So someone charged him. Either someone charged him a lot for his blue check mark, or we were wrong, or the price went up. Regardless, he's a nerd for buying a blue check mark, and then I also be- for I, thinking it makes him a journalist. I doubt he actually bought it. I I bet he got it by himself. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think WWE would pay for people to have blue check marks that associate with the company. Maybe Vince. Get, I think and you could Triple get it in your contract. Really? Yeah, I bet. I bet you could. They just if, take it out of your pay. <laughs> well, if that was the difference between uh, between them signing someone they wanted and not signing, and they were like, "Yeah, you have to give me an extra eleven dollars a month so I can have a blue check mark," they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, man." <laughs> mm, I don't know, dude. I think they would. I don't know, Vince. What do you think? Would you pay extra for a blue check mark? Tweet us. Vince is not listening. Vince doesn't even know what a podcast is. What an old man he is. There's something called a podcast or something. Where's a podcast? <laughs> That's all I got. That's the best I have. Um, Becky and Trish. Um, I really just have something with the ending. Like Zoe Stark was there, and she's with Trish now. Yeah. I- if there's one thing I didn't want to happen was Trish point here because that means i have to watch this again well See, we that's knew, the thing is i don't we think knew this was coming not the zoe stark thing but that this this feud was going to continue well we thought that it, we presumed that it might i yeah, hoped it no. wouldn't though you know that my hope was there that it would not do that yeah it's it's fine like i don't think either of either of the women in this match put on a bad show i just don't think it's what we wanted to watch necessarily Trish definitely botched a couple things and was like, yeah, you know, and she's almost 50 and she hasn't wrestled in a long time. So, I, I mean, I can give her that. She's a nostalgia act at this point. Just don't want nostalgia acts. The roster is too good. That's fair. The roster is too good for me to be watching Trish Stratus on Monday Night Raw and every pay-per-view. But the or way Rhea the Ripley way, versus the way I also think about. Yeah, you're right. The mm-hmm. way I also think about it. Nat- Natalia is not even a nostalgia act. Like I will never get nostalgic over Natalia coming back. Um, but you the way will. I think about it is like Becky Lynch is a star, like a hundred percent a star. And at any given moment, they could put the title on her and people would accept it. That being said, in order to keep put the title on other people, she needs to be in other feuds that actually mean something and bringing people back like Trish for six months kind of, kind of makes her relevant and still not a champ. I, now, did I like this match per se? Have I liked this feud? No, but it, does it keep me watching? Sure. I just, I'm so upset with myself that I didn't even consider the fact that Trish could win this match. Not even like with, <laughs> not even the Zoe Stark thing, but just like she got fucking drafted. Of course, she's going to be on a, a run right now. She was she's supposed to be retired after match. that match with Charlotte. That was supposed to be her fucking retirement match. Yeah, and fucking who's... There's plenty of people. Ric Flair has retired 18 times. That's more times than he's won a heavyweight championship. So he's retired 15 times there. 
I don't actually know that. I was just exaggerating, but I, I think know. it's at least three. Oh, definitely at least three. Um, all right. I think we talked enough about this match. Um, two and a quarter beers for that. As we move on to Gun- Gunta versus Mustafa Ali, free agent Mustafa Ali, might I add. More to come on that. We can just talk about it now because I don't want to spend any time at all on the weekly recap. <laughs> he's on NXT now and he's facing off against, uh, it looks like he's taking Joe Gacy as like his first feud on NXT, which I think Ali getting an NXT run, it will do a lot for him. I think this is a good thing. Him yeah, and- but we thought that about Apollo too, and his NXT run was trash. And Ziggler's. Ziggler's was good. Ziggler's Ziggler was won- not bad. I, I didn't like it. Despite like the fact that he run. won the NXT champ, but I think mostly I'm salty the fact that he won the NXT championship for like a week. Yeah, but he still. won it and maintained it over stand and deliver. He he kept it in the main event of the biggest NXT pay per view of the year. If you don't remember, he had the belt. He won it on like TV. He kept yeah. it through a pay per view, and then he defended it at the next pay per view as well. But at lost. stand and deliver, and he won at the stand and deliver, and then he lost it on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. God, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he yeah. won at Stand and Deliver, and we were all shocked because all of us yeah. were on Breaker. I think that was the best of the bringing like, stars onto the onto NXT to elevate the, the young talent. Just wait for Baron Corbin, dude. He's going to be I great. I can't wait for this. This is going to be so good. He's going to be great. Um, Just give him his old music back, please. I, I do, I do, um, do want to say like I was so upset, like irrationally upset, as I am with most things with the whole free agent thing after the draft. I mean, this is smart to use these free agents and put them literally wherever it makes sense. And for yeah. Ali and Corbin right now, this makes sense. It's starting to make a lot more sense of why they're there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if not long from now, you see Elias do the same thing because he was also a free agent. Ooh, yeah. And I think if you look so at the three Brock major. Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's not going to NXT though. No. No. <laughs> we know that now there's omos that's but... just so lesnar can feud with whoever cody till i don't know wrestlemania of next year no nah, SummerSlam will be the final you think they're Just... gonna wait that long yeah yeah he's got this arm thing going on yeah i didn't watch play the arm this week. i don't know brock, he's still wearing the sling brock will uh stay off tv till sometime in july and cody will, might do promos or something like that Let's uh let's talk about this Gunther match though. How how did y'all feel about Gunther versus Ali? It um, wasn't his best match. <laughs> it wasn't five stars. No, no. It still wasn't bad. I'll what say did that. you guys What did you guys think of uh Gunther's entrance? If you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the fucking flags in the background. Like or you know how everyone gets like a 3D like thing during their entrance. Like Riddle when his when his when he does his flip flop when he flips his flip when he flips his flops like the animals yeah. like oh the, it's the, mostly does but when he was with Randy it was snakes yeah so I don't know why yeah this the CGI stuff so yeah. Gunther's CGI is uh, red flags with his face at the end of it that... oh yeah I remember saying that looks like Nazis <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I was confused uh, at what you were talking about, but as soon as you mentioned, I remember definitely making the comment that it made him even seem more like a Nazi. Yeah, so I don't know. I just think that they should, I don't know, maybe think about what they're going to put on TV before they do it. Kind of like AEW with the whole blackface thing. Oh my gosh, I can't the believe singer. that was a thing. Uh, we'll talk more about that, but goddamn, bad choice. Yeah, not a good choice. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I mean, 
Gunther just dominated here. It it wasn't the best one, but I think it was the, I the think crowd this is something that needed to happen. He needed to dominate this. Yeah. The crowd behind Ali made it believable and enjoyable though. The yeah. crowd was so behind Ali that every movie did was a big crowd pop. They were super they made the match hyped. better than it was. Super hyped when he hit a 450. They yeah. they legit thought he was going to pin Gunther. And the crowd's hype really made this an enjoyable match. I'm not I agree it's not his best, but this was very still very enjoyable. Yeah. I am a slut for crowds. You're a slut for periods. Crowds. Uh for crowds. Um beer and a half for that one. We can move <laughs> on to Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the, the Raw first Women's match. for the Raw Women's Championship for Superstars on SmackDown. It's the first match I jumped off the couch for all weekend. I watched this on Sunday morning and it's the first time I jumped off the couch in incitement for something that happened this weekend. It wasn't the last time. It's definitely the first time. I was very yeah, excited. I was, for the I was excited about match. it. It's funny because I, I was at CJ's house for this pay-per-view. PLE. PLE, yeah. Um, and his kids are like way over on uh on Bianca. Bianca. Um and the, specifically the the younger one was like very unhappy that Asuka cheated to win. <laughs> I mean Let's talk about that though. Like, was that not one of the most clever endings ever? Yeah, I, I think it wasn't yeah. like it was clever, but it, it was a little anticlimactic. Like she doesn't she doesn't hit the green mist, and all of a sudden she's on the side of the ring and she's spitting on herself, and then like gets picked up for the KOD and rubs it in her eyes. So very clever, but a little bit anticlimactic. I don't, I don't I know if I agree. Awesome. Yeah, I thought it was it was great. I mean, it's kind of it was kind of it took it's my emotions in two different directions. It's but smart I thought when she move. missed when she missed the mist. I was like, this is over. Bianca's yeah. going to win. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly got torn completely the other direction when she started dipping her hands in it. I was like, wait, no, she's going to do something new, which means she's going to win. So, so honestly, like the emotional change there really I was so invested. Honestly, when she was spitting on her hands, I didn't even think about like Oh, she's gonna do something else. I thought, oh, I am, yeah, she has I, this shit in her mouth and she just wants it. I thought it was a botch. No, oh, really? No. I, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, she just wants this shit gonna, out of her mouth. It popped and she doesn't want it there anymore. I immediately thought she was gonna rub it in Bianca's eyes, and that's when I knew that it was over. But I also knew that Oscar was gonna win because Chad spoiled it for me. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that was on my that's on my bad. That's me. That's my bad. Nobody uh, else is bad but yours, Chad. I want to apologize for what I have done. I did not have sex with that woman, though. Mandy? Who? Uh, anybody but my wife. I definitely did that four times. At just four? That's the only confirmed ones. That's what we're going with. Batting four a thousand, minutes, huh? Four, four minutes total. Chad's batting a thousand. I don't even know if you would say it's four minutes. Four, four amount. Uh, he's, he's done quantity four sex. <laughs> four semens. <laughs> four semens from Chad. And he's got four kids to prove it, but he's four never had. Four. He's batting a thousand, dude. No one can tell me I don't bat a thousand. What other than yourself? Percentage. Other uh, than yeah. yourself, uh, Bianca and Oscar got one point seven five beers. I, I I just want to point out on the last note on this match. I think this was one of the more enjoyable. I think this is the most enjoyable Bianca match I've watched in a, in a while now. Her, her her like dominating title run had some really good matches in it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I think this was the most enjoyable match I've watched from Bianca in a while and it's because she lost and she finally looked like she could lose and i think that was needed My for me cheat. to get back into bianca like and be as over as like little kids are on bianca i think i needed her to lose this match might she turn heel no i don't think that'll happen at all she's like the 
John Cena female wrestlers right now. She's the Cody Rhodes of female wrestlers. Yeah, same par. Her live response was significant. Yeah, right. yeah, she's uh, super over. I don't think she's turning heel anytime soon. All right, well, that got 1.75 beers, like I said. And before I talk about the next match, I'm going to need one of these. And a lot of... Noise! Yeah, it was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. This was my Joe, favorite I'm, booking decision of the whole weekend. Joe, I'm sorry Natalia didn't win for you. I got nothing to say to that. Dude, I, my first note that I, um, like when I saw that this match was coming on, I took a note before the match started, and I didn't look up any of the results. I did not know what happened. My first note for this match was, end this as fast as possible. I just don't care. And my wish came true. <laughs> Yeah, the booking decision here to put Rhea that over that quickly was awesome. I, I loved this booking decision. You know, get Natalia on the overseas tour so she gets to do all like the press conferences because people love her. I, they're not us for but some reason. Some, some people love her, and then have her lose in uh, seventy seconds on the dot, seven zero seconds of a match, and Rhea dominated this whole thing. I loved every second of it. Yeah, I mean, she threw her in the stair. When she was going for the riptide, I was like, oh, my God, there's no way she's about to hit this. We're like a minute in. And she, then she hit it, and I was like, oh, my God, is Natalia about to kick out of the riptide? And then it, she they counted to three, and I was like, let's fucking go. To be fair, I would probably also only last a minute with uh, with Rhea. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Natalia. A minute's a long time. That is actually, congrats, Joe. <laughs> is that with or without penis wipes? <laughs> that's that's with the uh, <laughs> you you didn't know <laughs> you had no idea what to say <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to brag or anything he know? was like i could say without and sound like a hero or i could say <laughs> with which would probably be more factually correct <laughs> and uh ria versus natalia got 0.75 beers somehow even though it was a minute in and 10 seconds Oh, in 10 seconds. Sorry. Joe, do you think you can make it 10 seconds with Rhea? Oh, even without the wipes. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one pump just takes seven min- or 10 seconds. Yeah, I'm trying to impress here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're doing a great job. Um, next match, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Match number two of three between them, most likely. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Dom... Dom Dom jumping up as uh like on Rhea and she carried him like a little child, like a little baby lamb. Didn't did did that happen on at that, Night of that, Champions? That was Night or of was, Champions. Oh, yeah. I thought that was raw because I saw a a tweet of that this week. But yeah, that's pretty funny. Shows. She really is his mommy. Yeah. I mean, like legit. Like, good for you, Ray. <laughs> or <What>? Eddie. <laughs> oh. I didn't get it at first, but I get it now. Um, all right, Cody and Brock. Cody had the cast. Was that weapon used, by the way? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you texted about it. Um, I had I, when you even when you texted about it, I was like, "Why does Cody have a cast?" Because I did not watch live, or even close to live. I don't know why it didn't make sense to me, but obviously Cody was wearing a cast uh, for his quote unquote broken arm, but it was obviously steel reinforced. Mm-hmm. I love that they mentioned that multiple times, uh, and it was weapon use. I think. Edge was the last person to have a cast in a match, and he used it, and we counted it as weapon use. So, yeah, we did it. We're, we're, we counted these as weapons, weapon use. I mean, we didn't count uh, 
what's fuck now i don't remember his name uh the impact announcer d'lo brown we didn't count d'lo brown's protective chest plate as a weapon use that's mm, that's good oh we did <laughs> no remember remember there was the one match where someone like took it off him and put it on and that and then the ref was like no you can't do that <laughs> that's a weapon <laughs> i'll disqualify you yeah i uh ooh, i don't i don't remember i don't i don't remember regardless I um i counted here Cody, it makes sense i counted cody's cast use as weapon so. <laughs> i also counted whatever um what did we think of this they did a different story than the first match which yeah. i i enjoyed because it was a different match it kept me entertained the entirety of the match which was about 10 minutes um, which is, I think, the longest of uh, Rock Lesnar has been in the ring uh, in his whole career. I don't think it was uh, 10 minutes long. I bet it was like six or seven minutes. I think it was nine minutes and something seconds when I looked up earlier today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uno secondo. All right. Nine minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. So, like I said, almost 10 minutes. That's what I said. Moving okay. on. No, that's what I said. Run the tape back. Keep going. Okay. You were saying. Point being, I think that because they wanted to give us like a 10-minute match, they wanted to do something different. They they told a different story here. Uh, I think they built well. They kept Cody over, but they gave Brock the win he needed to like stay relevant in this conversation. And then because of all that, I didn't hate this at all. Like I think I would definitely put it in the upper half of the card here on what I enjoyed yeah. to watch. Yeah, it was fun. I I also enjoyed it. I think it was. Um... Like the whole like Cody discovering that he could use the cast as a weapon, like and that not happening like immediately, like it wasn't in his game plan. Brock was kicking the ever living shit out of him for the first like three minutes of the match. Then he finally hit him with the cast, and the even the announced team was like, "Oh, oh, how smart! How smart of him to use this legal weapon." Uh, and he and then he continued to do it, and it almost made it seem like he could win, but instead he he uh, he lost. That's, That's what yeah. I got. Yeah, and um, credit to me for being the only one correct about that match, <laughs> despite the fact that I did not win the championship. Mm. Who did win the championship, Dylan? I think it was Bree, a robot. That would be me. I want my belt. All right, come and fucking pick it up then. Yeah, you have to go pick late. it up if you re- if you really want it. You have to go get it. Lazy bones. <laughs> lazy wires. It, it's funny because he doesn't actually have bones. He's lazy wires. I got a boner. Whoa, dude! Really. <laughs> We've been talking I didn't, for I, I don't didn't know, know how long. I didn't know you were rewatching <laughs> the Natalia match. <laughs> yeah, Rhea Ripley's on my screen. You know what's going on. Oh, damn it. I didn't think about how you could use that against me. I thought I'd, I mm. thought I roasted you. Um, all right. Do we have anything else to say about Rhodes and Lesnar? It got 2.75 beers. Shockingly, no blood here that I remember. Yeah. Th- yeah. I thought for sure this was blood. Lesnar's shoulder blood. I have written down. I didn't get that. That might be why you were a quarter beer behind on every match because you just don't look for blood because you're bad at the drinking game. So, uh, okay, man, I'm I sure. All right, all right. Okay. And then the main event, um, the the third of the triple main event, the Wild Sammy Owens versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa for the undisputed tag team championships. Could Roman Reigns be wearing four four belts by the end of the night? Thank God the answer was no, and thank God for the Usos. Dude, oh this God. was this was my biggest pop of the night. Yeah. yeah, I jumped off the couch and said, "What the hell?" As soon as this happened. Yeah, I. So, if if you haven't seen by now, uh, I only counted Jimmy 
I agree. I did not count Jay, but Jimmy super kicked Roman twice, and Solo Sokoa got pinned here. I think for the second time, uh, Co- 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 Cody, Cody beat, beat him. Cody once. beat him right because he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. The, the, I mean, just the whole Usos thing. It SmackDown is a must see tomorrow slash two days ago if you're listening to this when it comes out. But right now, it's uh, SmackDown is tomorrow. Um, it's 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 must watch. Yeah, for it's gonna because be, of this. It's gonna be so fucking good. So good. And I'm not even gonna watch it live. <laughs> um, but the the match was really good. I loved the introductions. Especially like the Sami Zayn part where like oh, he came yeah. out he came out in a, a white robe. I don't know what it's called. It's probably called something other than a white robe. Um, and then spoke Arabic when introducing him and Kevin Owens. I thought that was great. And oh, did you read the translation of what he said? No. no. He did said, you? I'm I'm uh calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh something along the lines of you're looking at an Arab championship in an Arab country speaking Arabic. Uh, I'm your champion. Uh, now introducing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. All right. Okay. Interesting. Which is wild because, you know, I never thought I would see. I thought you were about him. to say something completely different. I never thought I would see him in a Saudi show. No, him or Owens. Honestly, here we are. Main yeah. eventing crowd was so over on him. You so know, apparently it wasn't him that didn't want to go. Apparently. Because he's uh, Syrian, he was banned from going. Oh, uh, I, I read something about that. So he's not bringing world peace. That would make way more sense because I watched a ton of videos this week of him like going to all these very important Muslim sites, holy sites throughout Saudi Arabia, like going to Mecca and all these stuff and doing his like uh, pilgrimage that he's required or that he should be doing as like a uh, as a Muslim to Mecca and how and like impacted it was by it. So like that makes more sense since it seemed like he was really uh happy to be there. Yeah. In all those videos. Chad, you're you're the it's you that like while you don't necessarily identify with a, with a religion, it's you are intrigued by world religions. Yeah, that, I love Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I read up a lot on religion. I I watch tons of documentaries on it and stuff like that, but I am not okay. religious myself. Interesting. I didn't know robots could do that. <laughs> oh, we only take in data. We don't uh, formulate opinions <laughs> or have any empathy. <laughs> or I beliefs. can't believe in something. I'm a, I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that we can win. Uh, but so, no, this was my favorite match of the weekend. I haven't watched Anarchy in the Arena. It's the only thing I haven't watched for the whole weekend. So maybe was, I'm like wrong here. That was very but good, was my, but it's it's not a wrestling match. <laughs> Yeah, it's just shit hitting it fans. Literal, dude. Did you, have you seen the introductions for that match? I mean, a wild black, thing, blackface. <laughs> uh, it like Justin Roberts when he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is," or um, even before he says, "This is anarchy in the arena." He says, "Shit's about to hit the fan." I I got fucking hyped. Yeah, and then John Moxley like threw his feces at the fan. I, oh wow! What? Nothing. <laughs> wow, I didn't know there was real shit and real fans. <laughs> there definitely weren't real fans in Las Vegas. Oh, good joke. <laughs> um, but no, this was my favorite match of the weekend. Is all I'm saying. Uh, so, from what I've seen so far, this was my favorite match and moment for the whole weekend. I think it's this, probably the best. Like, it's either this, 
it's either this or Dijak versus. Oh, that was Ilya. so good. That was really good. Mm. Um, but I must ask, what do we think? I don't know. What's, could what's and should, happen? Could and should happen tomorrow on SmackDown? Obviously, eventually. And I've already made this prediction, but Roman is going to continuously beat on or pick on or talk shit about the Usos and Solo will be the last one to turn. Well, yeah, Jay will turn soon. You think it'll be tomorrow? I don't think it'll be tomorrow. I don't either. I heard a rumor that they are considering a slow roll in this whole thing where they break up the bloodline one by one and do different pay-per-view title matches throughout the rest of the year. Like oh, maybe so at like Money in the Jimmy, Bank, like it's Jimmy versus Jimmy. Roman. And then maybe after SummerSlam, the next pay-per-view is Jay. And then maybe like Survivor Series something solo. Oh so my so God. I, I, I agree that. with that for one reason. And that's because I want to see this story continue for a long time. I am conflicted with it for another. And that is because I think better storytelling, better short-term storytelling at least, is the only reason that Roman's been winning for as long as he has is because he's had his his support system. And as the support system goes away, he, he loses like immediately. Yeah, that's why he's going to lose within the next year. Okay. Yeah. He's not passing Bruno, but he will pass Pedro. And he probably won't pass Hogan because I think Hogan's reign is like 2,000-something days. Yeah. Well, there's like a... He's not going to pass Backlund. He's not, not going to pass Bruno's. No, he's already longer fourth. Reign. He's he's already fourth. So the only people in front of him are Pedro I Morales. Was, I thought he was sixth. I, I'm no, pretty he's sure fourth. he's sixth. He's I'm fourth. pretty sure he's they, sixth. They said it at night at night of championship. They showed it. They showed a thing on they, they, on they WWE showed, Network. That, I mean WWE.com that had him as sixth. A thousand. There's five other people that have a thousand days. Two Bruno San Martino runs, a Hogan run, a Backlund run, and a Pedro Martinez run. So that's five. Pedro Morales, not Pedro Martinez, the baseball That's player. Pedro Morales, yeah. Pedro Morales, <laughs> Bob Backlund, two Bruno San Martino runs, and a Hogan run. Well, so how I guess long he's... is Backlund's? Backlund's is the second longest. Behind Bruno Martino is like 3,000 days. I thought Hogan's was like 2,000-something, and that was second I'm longest. pretty sure it was Bruno, Dude, I don't Bob, think so. Hogan, Bruno again, Pedro, then uh, Roman. Gosh. I can Google it right now. But I'm Dude, very confident. I was six. about to say, if only there was a way we could find out. Bruno he fucking ruined it. Bruno, two thousand eight hundred three days. Bob Backlund, two thousand one hundred thirty five. Hulk Hogan, one four seven four. Mm, Bruno, okay. uh, one thousand two hundred thirty seven. Pedro, one thousand twenty seven. So Roman will probably pass Pedro and and be the number five. But Bruno holds number one and four. Backlund two. Hogan three, and then Pedro Morales one thousand twenty seven. Exactly what I said. Any chance Roman holds it until like twenty twenty eight to pass Bruno? Probably not. <laughs> Could you? The real question it? is whether he passes Bruno's twelve thirty seven run. That's really the only now. If, if he if holds you, it till Mania, yes. If you want to be technical, then I'd say that he hasn't even gotten to the thousand day club on the WWE WWF WWFF championship that's only the universal championship that doesn't even have the company's name in it that's true that totally counts <laughs> but i think yeah i think you're right it's it's just any heavyweight slash major championship uh, yeah it, that's absolutely how they count it um, um i was just being a big about? old dumb oh we were talking about what's going to happen on friday and we got into this yeah so so i think it's worth noting that this is the first time that roman reigns has lost a match since 
I think it's like 1,200 days or something like that. And the last person he lost a match to is Baron Corbin. Baron. Well, now that's the last time he was pinned. He's lost matches since the Baron Corbin loss. The last time he was pinned was Baron Corbin in 2019. Are you yeah. sure that he's lost a match on TV? That's what they I'm said. I'm fairly certain he's lost a match. They've, he's lost more recently than 2019, but he hasn't been pinned since 2019. That was Baron so, Corbin. So they said, like they said, that this is that a streak ended that was like 1,200 days or something like that. Yeah, that was his last loss. But that 1,200 was, oh. days is not three and a half years. Three and a half yeah, years is. ago is when he lost. Yeah. Oh it, yeah, it, you're it, right. It. You're right. Three and a half years is like way longer than 1,200 days. No. No. 1,200 days is three and a half years, roughly. His last loss was Corbin. Barry and Corbin. I know that's the last time he was pinned. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this got 4.75 beers. Um, SmackDown. My, oh, my prediction for SmackDown. Um, Jimmy will not be there, and Jay will be berate. Like, Roman will come out, start talking shit. He'll be with Solo and Heyman, and then Jay will come out to try and explain and say that he'll talk to Jimmy, and Jay will take the punishment and that'll be the next step in someone else leaving the bloodline. But Jay okay. won't leave yet. That's my prediction. Uh, Roman Reigns' last loss. The last time Roman Reigns lost a match was on August 23rd, 2020 at the WWE Payback Pay-Per-View event. Roman Reigns faced off against Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman in a triple threat for the Universal Championship. Roman was the reigning champ. at the. T- that doesn't make any sense. Nope. Yeah. That is not an accurate article. I what just is this? The same what are, you, thing. are you looking at zero news? No, it was. Oh, he uh, lost in Seth. He lost to Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble last year by disqualification. Ah, uh, fact. He, he also damn. lost a tag team match to Kevin Owens and Otis two months, a year and a half before that, when his brother Jey Uso got pinned. So he's been he's lost multiple times since 2019. He right. also okay. lost the Royal Rumble match Literally, when he had the belt on. Literally, it's the lowest number that you can say the word multiple for, though. It's twice. He's only lost twice. So, since he's won, he's had the belt, he's only lost twice. Yes. Oh, okay. Crazy. Crazy shit. This will be his third loss since he had the belt. And the last time he was pinned was November of 2019. Okay. Which is still true. Oh, yeah. yeah that's he still hasn't pinned. That's definitely still true. Um, Knight of Champions got 16 and a quarter total beers. I will attempt, not going to make any promises, to update the beer ratings this week because now I'm behind by a lot because there were three fucking shows this past weekend. Moving on to the second of those shows, the second best show of the weekend, in my opinion, NXT Battleground. I have no signs. No signs. But the crowd was good because they were in not the Performance Center. Or the, the crowd CWC. was really good. Lowell. They were in Lowell, right Lowell, outside of Boston. Yeah. I really enjoyed this show. Um, started with the North American Championship match, Triple Tret, Wesley, Tyler Bate, Joe Gacy. And I have to come clean and admit, not that I like Joe Gacy, but that I would like him if he had a better character because he him and really I have, good. because him and I have the same body type. <laughs> he was really good in this match. He, I don't think he should be a shirt guy, though. <laughs> He's a shirt guy. And and like at least at least like three engines seem. Yeah, yeah. Um, but literally he has a beer belly and no no ass. That's literally my body type. <laughs> He's so agile though for a big guy like that. 
Yeah, he he is um like well, Kevin so Owens. Is Kevin Owens. No, I'm not. Kevin Owens is the same way. Like he's <laughs> he's chubby. He's got a he's got a gut, but he's super athletic, and that's what Joe Gacy is. Maybe not obviously not on the level of Kevin Owens, but I think KO is in much better shape than he used to be. Like he's he's gotten rid of the beer belly for the most part. It's still there though. It's still he's he's always it's been not a big on guy. Joe, it's not on Joe Gacy level or Otis level. No, Otis is disgusting. <laughs> He looks good Coach enough. He looks, looks good enough to get Maxine and Mandy. And Ma- dude, what is up with Otis? I know <laughs> hey, we're talking about I, wrestling. I know we're talking giant about wiener. Thing. I, I have the same question, but it's about uh, Noam Dar. <laughs> we can get to that in the next match. Let's 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 finish up with this first one really quick, <laughs> so we can get to that. Um, dude, the strong boy Tyler Bate picking up one guy on a shoulder. Shoulders, then doing a swing with the other guy. A swing and airplane spin combination, dude. It was so good. A big strong boy was oh, the good. MVP of this match. Well, not... Yeah, I guess, but he didn't win. Did not it's win. No. Nope. On goes the tradition of North American Championship matches where the MVP doesn't win the match. Because I think the last mm-hmm. one was Dragunov in the five-way uh, stand and deliver. Wesley, uh, with this win, though, passed the most wins ever by a reigning North American champion. In the history of NXT, yep. Meaning he's held the belt longer and for more wins than Adam Cole, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, Leon Ruff, Leon Ruff, <laughs> Keith, Damian Lee. Priest, Keith Lee, who Keith Lee, forfeited it, <laughs> who, who yeah never defended it. <laughs> <laughs> who else actually though? I, 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 I was I really could only think of Cole, Ricochet, and Gargano. Keith I mean, Lee. I know I know other people that held the belt, but. Damian Priest held it for a while. Oh, he yeah. won it off Johnny. Uh, who, who was before Wesley? Who'd Wesley win it from? Oh, Grimes? After he... Yeah, Ca- Cameron Grimes. Uh, Mello held it too, right? Oh, yeah. Mello, Mello held it. Duh. Mello held because it Because they, they, they combined it. Yeah, Mello held it for a really long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of last year and the year before that was Mello. What about, yeah. when they, what about when they unified it with the Cruiserweight? Who was the championship or who was the champion then? That was because that was going. That up wasn't against, Mello. It was whoever that, going up against Santos. Oh, it was Santos. It was Roderick Strong was the cruiserweight. Roddy champ. Strong. He was, was cruiserweight Strong. champion. And, oh, and Santos was North American or vice versa. No, it, oh, no it's vice versa. The, yeah, it's yeah. And Roddy was North American. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't a super long uh, title run though. We might we might have just named all the North American champions. Impressive. That's We're really not many. I mean, good for us, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, Velveteen I got, Dream. Yeah. Oh, I, don't like <laughs> I think that might be that. all of them. <laughs> I so that's it sucks that I have to dislike Velveteen Dream because I really liked like most of his matches. <laughs> his character was uh, awesome, but he's just not a good human people being. that we forgot. Oh boy. Um. Um. Yeah, I guess. How many is there? Uh, two, three, three, three. We have is... three that we're missing. Pete Dunn. Nope. No, he never won it. Um, mm. This is going to take a really long time, but I'm excited to get it. I, I'll cut out all the dead space. Oh, boy. This one really separates the men from the boys. Three North American champions that we are missing. Hamana. Who did Grimes win it from, Joe? Um, Grimes. The same person had... he lost it to. Okay, so that doesn't help. Or Well, it might. No, because that's no, it, it was It was mellow. It was mellow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Carmelo, uh, Grimes, Carmelo, one of the people you're missing 
Oh, so whoever Carmelo won it from first. And then Mello. whoever Carmelo won it from first. You're missing you're missing the person on either side of Melo. Uh, Melo lost it to that was more recent. Um who it was, is it? It was the big guy, I'm pretty sure. The big dog? Wait, so hold on. Who has it right now? Uh Wesley. Wesley, Wesley has it right now. So before Wesley was and you think it was a big guy? I'm pretty sure. Maybe not, though. Um, it might not have been a big guy. Wesley wanted... Chad, could you describe the three people um, as far as their approximate heights, weights, and races? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think that would help. Uh, that would just give it away, but yeah. Okay. Go ahead and give it away, but not with their names. Okay, so Wesley won it after it was vacated. How, does that oh. help you? No, because I don't remember who vacated it, other than Keith Lee. Uh, this guy vacated it after only ha- having it for six days. What? Solo. Yep. Right. Because, yep. Mm, I remember. Won it off a guy who currently is in AEW. Whoa. All right. All right. Not Keith Lee. Nope. <laughs> no, because Keith Lee vacated it. Swerve. Oh, Swerve, Swerve was the Isaiah champ for Swerve a while. Scott. Yep. Yeah. And Swerve Fuck Scott yeah. won it off a guy who's currently on Raw. Whoa. Okay. Swerve okay. won it. Um, Swerve run it, won it from a guy on Raw. Guy on Raw, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, dude. Oh let's yeah, go. I just crushed that was the that. big guy. I was thinking. I of. just crushed that dude. That was everyone who's ever won the North American see, Championship. I can see what you mean by how their races would have given it away. <laughs> yeah, that's why this, I wasn't willing to do that. This person <laughs> is a rather large Pacific Islander. <laughs> You would have gotten Bronson Reed and Solo Sokoa immediately. Definitely Solo. I don't. I probably still would have taken me a while for Bronson Reed. No, I, remember, yeah, looking I remember at that his list, title run. It was good. Yeah. Looking at that whole list, um, only one other person's ever held it for more than 200 days. Um, and that person was Velveteen Dream. Everyone else has had it for 140 days or less. Like most title reigns lasted less than 100 days. His belt has been passed around a lot in the few years we've had it. Um, it's a and forfeited. Vacants held the title a few times. Yeah, twice. Two vacants, Keith Lee and Solo Sokoa. Yeah. So, I mean, in all honesty, it's not hard for us to say like Wesley's title run is the best title run with this belt so far. But is it really saying much? No. I don't know if it's, it's saying a lot, but it is. I think it is true at this point. He's held it for 240 days. He's defended it 10 times. Every match he's had with it is great. I, I I have nothing else to say. You are you you hit the nail on the head. Most of my notes deal with uh, how Joe Gacy has the same body type as me. So, <laughs> and that this match was good. So we've talked about everything I need to talk about for this match. Joe? Nope. All right. Um, no. All right. One point seven five beers for that. Joe, favorite match of the night? Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee. Hell no. <laughs> and that's not even to say it was a bad match. No, it wasn't. I personally, though, I don't care for the Heritage Cup rules. No, I'm the same way. I don't get it either. I thought there was a whole other round and then it just ended. Well, they explained oh, the because, rules a lot because, during the match, Chad. Because he couldn't come back from it. Because Noam Dar had won so many. No, it's all. It's best two out of three, no matter what. So if the the ma- the the match could end after two rounds, technically, it's two out of three. Oh, no matter oh. what. I missed that. Yeah. I thought there was a sixth round coming. I, yeah. I also, they said sixth rounds like many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And they also said if it ended in a tie that the champ would win, which I like that rule. But the whole two out of three thing, I think it should just be, I don't know. Like, Oh, if, I guess I guess it could technically go to six rounds then if, honestly, if two of the rounds were tied. Honestly, one of the rounds was tied, right? I would like it a lot more if it was just unlimited three-minute rounds until somebody loses, wins or loses. That would be awesome. I don't, I don't know if I like the three-minute round thing at all. That's thing that, I think that's my biggest complaint. It's not the two out of three or the six. How many rounds? I just don't think I like the rounds. Like It felt like it really broke the match up too much for me. Well, because also, like, we see people compete in fucking Ironman matches that's that are 60 minutes long, and this match lasted 15 total minutes, and that's not even that because some of the rounds would... they The rounds end if there's a pinfall or submission. Yeah. So some rounds didn't even go the three minutes. I just tried to drink my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how drunk are you? What are, what are you drinking? Uh, Bud Light next. Oh. 80 calories, zero carbs, very watered down. But uh, they actually they actually grow on you, honestly. They gr- really? It, it's like it's like cordy- like cordyceps. No, it's like Bud Light. Bud Light's not great, but the more you drink it, it grows on you. I I love Bud Light. I love Bud Light too. But I don't care what's Miller, I I don't care what's going on in the political world about it. I still, oh I don't I don't either. <laughs> I still love it. I, I, I there's something going on in the political world about it. I should know. They put a uh, they put a transgender person on the can, and now all the all the bigots are like, "We're we're never supporting Bud Light again." Their um, sales went down so hard. Am- Amhauser Bush in general, uh, all the ignorant, stupid, fucking bigots are are like, "Oh, I can never support Amhauser Bush. I drink Coors Light instead." And Coors Light's been an ally for years. So yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> it's just that they don't Bud Light now. It's just that they don't yeah. say it. It, it, the the problem is no they like, do they put it they put like the fucking like this month Coors Light will probably have the LGBT the pride, cans. The pride flags like the pride like, cans yeah but but they're they're short sighted they're not like surprisingly enough people that that uh, practice bigotry aren't that well educated or that well researched shocking <laughs> that's crazy that's also like I don't know maybe half of wrestling fans. Yeah. There's a <laughs> pretty big group. Very much a correlation. Um, yeah, I I don't care. I'm I still have a ton of Bud Light in my fridge downstairs. I still buy it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, gonna keep buying it because of that. Like, that makes yeah. me want to buy it more because then raise like bigotry people don't like it. And I love it then. Yeah. <laughs> um what were we talking about? Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee. Didn't this like was it. all we were talking about that before Joe tried to drink his microphone. Joe, <laughs> what do you have to say about this match or anything involving it? Wait, we're talking about Dijax versus Ilya Dragunov? No. Oh, Dar- darn Lee. Um, no, the the interference, like especially when you have a, a, a match like this where it's structured uh, and it's supposed to be like very structured for it to end in disqualification makes me upset. Plus, it's like Lash Legend, who I've never liked. Um, still not really over on Noam Dar and this Amari Jackson girl. I don't even remember her. I have and no idea who that is. O- o- Oho, what's his name? Oh. Oja Raleigh. Oro Mensa. Oro Mensa, yeah. He was oh. NXT UK. Okay, yeah. I'm just like, for NXT, well, I don't know, because Lash Legend was not NXT UK. I don't even know what fucking happened, man. She this... was a 2.0 person, for sure. Amari Jackson? 
no, well, d- both of them, but and it, Lash Legend. Yeah, Lash Legend. Had, like, I I remember. I remember the talk show, and I remember it being fucking terrible. I remember it being a reason I started not like NXT. Yeah. Um. So I have nothing to say. I guess positive about it. I don't like that Dragon Lee keeps on losing. Uh. And yeah, that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. And uh, Noam Dar and uh. Lash, Le- Lash Legend, the new Alicia Fox. Why do you say that? Because she's with Noam Dar. Oh. Who was, who was the last woman to attach themselves to Noam Dar? Alicia Fox. All right, there we go. There you go. Only correlation there is here. Moving on. That's <laughs> your words, not mine. <laughs> there are other correlations, but the I think the most telling correlation is they're both women who have attached themselves to Noam Dar. And I can't say that for sure because I have watched zero episodes of NXT UK. I've watched their pay-per-views. Or, yeah, I think they were pay-per-views then. Yeah, I watched a few of those, but not all of them. I, I definitely watched the first one with uh, Jordan Devlin and uh, Finn Balor, J.D. McDonough. Yeah, I oh, definitely yeah, watched at least all the NXT TakeOver UKs before they got rid of the TakeOver name. Okay. I think they yeah, only had like been... three of those. Hey, there wasn't many. Um. All right, this match got 1.75 beers, and we will move on to the most certainly best match on this card, Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak, last man standing. And as soon as I remembered, I want you guys to remind me the next time that there's a last man standing match and we're making predictions for it to never choose the heel. Why would the heel ever win a last man standing match? When is the heel... When has the heel ever won the last man standing match? This was the reason I lost the predictions. I picked Dijak. Everyone else picked Ilya, and Ilya won. That's not even why I picked Ilya Dragunov. I just completely forgot that it was last man standing, and I should have been thinking the face never loses a last man standing match. Damn, he's so fucking good. They're both so good. Yeah. My only only note, I actually have two notes of this, uh, and I tweeted this out too. Like, how did Vince McMahon waste Dijak for so many years as T Bar? Yeah. yeah. I'll never understand it. Like I my, my tweet was my tweet was like that is the only indication you need to not ever let Vince back in back in charge of creative. Yeah, yeah and uh, look what he did before he was T Bar. Look the, the feud with Keith Lee. Yeah, he's great. Oh my other note was when Dijak made his entrance. Uh, his wife, well, it was his kid. He oh, was, oh really? Yeah, the the commentary team was was like, oh yeah, he's telling his wife to to take his kid away from that because he he said something like, take her out of here, she shouldn't see this, and and the kid is fucking crying. He made his own kid cry because <laughs> <laughs> he's the most like, movie um, you could ever do. Yeah, what a fucking badass, dude. Um, this match was incredible. Like the the, the strikes were as stiff of, as they've ever been in a match. It was so good. Oh, yeah. And there were the, like so many in a row. <laughs> and uh, Dragunov doing shotgun chops. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And just the, the Dragunov blood. The, the, the boot to his face that caused the blood was disgusting to see oh. in slow motion replay. Yeah. Like when he, th- he, he jumped off the stairs and was going to land on Dijak and Dijak just put his foot up into his chin. And See, was- I thought I thought the blood was when uh, when Dijak was setting up the table and Ilya Droganov, Dragunov, Droganov, I don't really fucking know. Uh, he Dragunov. he went, he like rammed himself into the table to hurt 
uh, Dijak with the table. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he was already bleeding by then. There was okay. the boot right before that that caused Okay, it. yeah. But that that part that you're talking about, Joe, where Elio just put himself through the table into Dijak, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that, where they break, they break the table and then make contact. <laughs> yeah. He must have been moving so fucking fast. Uh, at least... 88 miles per hour. Oh I was going to I was gonna say 15, Jesus. Oh, I was going back, back to the future reference. Oh, okay. No, this uh this had everything you want in a last man standing match without going too far. It's like my one comment on this. It's like there was a lot of really great moments. The the hitting was really hard. The bruises, like of, dude. And the welts. bruises and oh, what, yeah. the welts on fucking Ilya Dra- Dragunov's arms were disgusting. But like I didn't see anything that was like too far for me, you know. And, and they I also, didn't get the forks and the knives and the tacks. Because WWE's the not going to glass. Do that. Yeah, but and this, they still also had did, like the moments I needed. They also didn't do a hundred of the fucking ten counts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like there, like there were there would, were a couple pick, there were a like, couple like eight counts or whatever. But like normal last man standing matches, they do that for like ten minutes straight. Yeah, yeah. and th- this is was was like like max two or three it's because like, the feud was so good that they wanted to continue to hurt each other they just kept picking each other up because they knew that it wouldn't end in a 10 count so oh they yeah were just like i will i will just keep kicking the shit out of this dude until i think we're good yeah and the, i mean the way it ended was perfect you know they're they're both they're both like down and Ilya stands up last minute you know yeah last second oh well and always like i feel like a lot of times now in last man standing matches because there's been so many of them and you've seen so many spots there has to be like a kill shot ending a very obvious kill shot ending in a last man standing match where you know that they're not going to stand up i didn't think this one was that obvious it was literally just an elbow to the back of dijak's head yeah and then his face and then his face hit a chair but that like we've seen way worse but that's like yeah. his finisher right now. Is he's doing this like backwards elbow jumping oh, move? Like is kiss? I, thought, I thought he did like the the headbutt thing. No, this has been the finisher he's been using the last like month of the rivalry. Is every time he goes for a big move on Dragon, I mean on Dijak, he goes for this like jumping backwards elbow into the back of the head. He did the same thing on uh, the NXT Go Home show before this um, that I didn't watch or that I watched <laughs> while we were recording. Okay, that makes yeah. a lot of sense now, actually. <laughs> As soon as he did the move, I knew it was it because that's the move. Well, he's and been also using. you can you can also always tell because the ref counts significantly faster when it's when it's supposed to end yeah. versus any yeah. other ten count. <laughs> that's the one trope that I'm just like, oh my god, can we just have the refs count the, the same speed for everything? Yeah, that's that's actually fair. Um, I can't remember a last man standing match that I liked better than this one from like a Michael's a triple H perspective. O2. No, oh, okay. modern perspective. <laughs> modern modern only. I can't wait to get to that last man standing match when Michael's made his return from the back injury when he when he wrestled in jeans at SummerSlam. God, that match is so good. I just, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure day, it's last man standing. I, yeah, it, it is. I just read the other day the uh the DX book they came out with when they did the, like their big 2006 comeback. Um mm-hmm. and they talk about it in that match about how like Shawn Michaels basically said, if I'm coming back, the first feud I'm having is with someone I trust in the ring. He's like, I'm going to face Hunter in the first match back. I'm not doing anything else. So they basically had to table all their other opinions of what they were going to do for his return. Because he said, I won't return unless it's Hunter. And that's how they culminated that rivalry. As they should have. It was amazing. 
You know, you know who always has uh, WWE books, Chad? Ollie's. Oh, You've yeah. Been to Ollie's? Yeah, I love Ollie's. Yeah. I haven't been to an Ollie's in like I, 20 years. I've got a 20 years of SmackDown book in my car right now. You going to read it? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I also have Drew McIntyre's. It's going to be a decoration. I also have Drew McIntyre's autobiography that I've never cracked open. Oh, I want that. Oh, oh you can borrow it. Yeah, I might have to borrow that you off you. You can't own. have it. I've been getting through a bunch of them. I got through Edge and DX, and I'm working on Dustin Rhodes right now. I got. Oh, uh, I bet that's really Dustin's good. Book. Yeah, I just started it the other day. You can tell he's going to be very honest in the book and talk a lot about his uh, addictions, though, just from the chapter titles. Uh, like Angela's Ashes. That was, a, that was a stupid reference. Oh, in the Drew book? I was like, what are you talking about? Is no. that from the Drew book? <laughs> no, that's a book it's in itself. No, Angela's Ashes oh. is like a really sad book. Yeah, oh, I just figured movie, it was a Drew book because his mom's name is Angela and he named a sword after her. So I figured she was dead. Therefore, there might be ashes. That was the connection I made. What a weird way to go around there and find that connection. Well, what Joe match were we just, talking about? Um, uh, Dragon off. Dragon off and Dijak. Who do not have autobiographies for me to read. Yeah, not yet. The tangent was Last Man Standing, Last Man Standing, Shawn Michaels. DX book, DX book, Drew McIntyre, Angela, or no, sorry, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes addiction, Angela's ashes, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> That's how we got here, folks. <laughs> Quick recap. Almost, almost full circle. <laughs> That's uh, probably the closest we've ever come to doing a full circle tangent. <laughs> Good for us, honestly. You guys got anything else for this match, though? Uh, it got no. four and a half beers. Indubitably, dragging off one. I think I said that earlier. Um, all right, tag team titles: Creeds versus Gallus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gallus, yeah. Gallus is boring. Next two matches. But, but no, I thought okay. I would just I have a different opinion on the next two matches. I thought this one was boring. I didn't really get into it. The next one though, I got. I thought it was really good. This tag match or the not next this match? one. The next one. Okay, hold on. Um, because there, I did take a few notes on this. One is news and one is from the match, but uh, Booker T refusing to call Brutus Creed Brutus. I don't know if you guys noticed this while you guys were watching, but definitely just try to notice it next time there's a Creed match, if there is, which I'll get to. Um, but he just called him Bruno and Brunei the whole time, which is just like <laughs> not his name. Dude, you know I did that. Shucky no. ducky quack quack. You know what I'm saying? No, that makes no sense. <laughs> So I'm like, not... is, there, is there a duck I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> so if, if I'm being honest, I'm not over on Gallus and I'm not over on the Creeds anymore. <gasps> like Joseph. Really? I agree with him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I love the Creeds still. Also, let's talk about one thing that happened in this match. Ivy Nile was like, you know, be an Ivy Nile strong girl uh, supporting the Creeds. Then what? The, what's Pebble? her name? Pebble, Pebble came in. The Pebble. The pebble came in and she ruinedly attacked her, and I was I was confused, honestly. The pebble ruined this match. I will say that you're still um, over on the creeds, though. I love I love the creeds. I I liked them in their title run, and maybe that's because you had the whole diamond mine thing still going on, and they might still be part of the diamond mine. I don't fucking know. They might have separated themselves after uh, Roddy debuted for AEW. I, I don't know. I don't know, but. I honestly like they're stale. They're very stale. That's not saying that they can't come back, but they've done nothing. You and know what their I characters aren't exciting anymore. You know what I wouldn't mind? And I've heard uh, some things, some people that might be getting called up soon, like 
they're not they're not just going to bring NXT people up once a year at the draft now, allegedly. Uh, for the creeds might move up, which I think it, they they could. What if if they if if they play it right, they could bring life into the tag team division. What if but the if creeds continue? joined Alpha Academy? Two tag teams that doesn't really work for a stable. Mm, not so much that, but like, what if Gable got elevated or Otis? But probably Gable. Gable's been winning a lot. His matches have been incredible. Gable, what if, Gable as the as the main event level, just Otis a main as, event the, level. as the mid card level. And... Yeah, yeah. Maxine is the manager. Sup? Creed's tag team. Who's Ivy Nile do then? Ivy Nile stays. She on She might NXT. get left behind. Yeah. She's not a great wrestler. She's not ready. Yeah, just like Solo. Different than Solo, but <laughs> Solo's not ready for main event. Uh, Ivy Nile not ready for main roster. Joe's words, not mine. I stand by it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't want them. I I will say I'm not as high on the creeds to say that like I think that they could immediately make this huge impact on the main roster tag team division. But as being part of the Alpha Academy, that would be awesome. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just more of a like. It's fine. I'd I'd have to see it. Maybe it's more of a a pitch than like. I'd have to see it. We're 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 honestly getting very stable heavy on the main roster, which I know Dylan likes and Chad doesn't like. I love it. I just think it provides opportunities for fresh matches. It does, but at the same time, when you always put stable versus stable, which they do a lot. That's it, all they do in AEW. The the yeah, feuds go forever. It. That's what that's what it happens. Oh. It gets a little exhausting. The feuds will be in the middle ever. of those two. I think WWE is doing stables perfectly right now. There's but a couple are, stables we, that are main. They they do a couple rivalries, evolving stables. They couple rivalries without stables. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind another one. I wouldn't mind the Alpha Academy being a stable. I don't know if that's the one I want as a stable. I I just don't. I like Alpha Academy where they are, but at the same time, I think Dylan, you're also right. Chad Gable has been doing great and deserves a singles opportunity. Yeah, it doesn't need to be it, like it just needs to be one title match. He doesn't need to win, but then just like keep him I, I on mean, the upper mid card. I mean, strap oh, fuck. the fucking uh, well, not really because they're on Raw. So I would I was gonna say strap the Intercontinental Champion. Let him have a match with Gunther. Yeah, let but let like him. I don't know. I was going to say he would get chopped to death. I was about to say, let him be the one that dethrones Gunther, but that's like a while from now. And I don't think that that's who it's going to be gone. I don't, I don't know who it's going to be gone are the days of shorty G. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Did y'all, neither of y'all watch raw this week. I I watched raw. No. Did you watch the part where the shorty G promo with, I mean the Chad (laughs) Gable promo, it was like, uh, the wild Sammy Owens and Imperium and then American yeah. Alpha came out. The, it was the, the comedy the ball, gold. Man or whatever. Yeah, it was funny. It Kevin, was comedy gold the whole time. And Chad Gable is such a face right now. I saw the clip and I think one of my favorite parts about that was Kevin Owens being like, we never talked about you. So why did your music hit? We have to Those talk are the about rules. you. Those are the <laughs> oh, rules. Yeah. Those are you, rules you broke an unwritten rule. Yeah, I loved that. They uh, after he like uh, after Sammy calms him down, uh, or Sammy turns to Imperium is like, but he is right. Y'all did break an unwritten rule. We had not said your name yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kevin Owens so much, and um, I will say for the three listeners, I did make the decision on the pictures for my wall, and I'm regretting I don't have Kevin Owens in there. And I thought about this. I thought about doing a Owens and Chris Jericho picture, and possibly a Festival of Friendship picture. 
Ooh, that's I a good one. Have them with the if list I could, out. If I could get one where both of them are smiling, or the like, a really good one uh, when he gets the list of KO out. But I just didn't find a good one. So, but I I very much considered it. The list of KO and the list of Jericho was like some of the, the best stuff KO's ever been a part of. It's Jericho's <sighs> best character for sure. Dude, I uh, there there was the what, what was it called like twenty four or something like that. Um, WWE twenty four. Yeah, where where they followed them for I guess pretty close to a calendar year. I think that was they followed him for twenty four hours. No, it was it was a year. Kevin Owens talks about um you know the rise and the fall of of Kevin Owens in that year. How he starts tagging with with Jericho, and then they have the whole thing, and then he wins the Universal Championship only to lose it very quickly to Goldberg, and then to like you know have a, have a match and, for and, the U.S. title yeah. with Jericho. Yeah, which which Vince hated, and then to I forget what his match at SummerSlam that year was, but it was like was it the AJ US title feud? It might have been. Um, the, like the matches weren't that good. No, it's it. He he ends on a high, and I don't remember what it is exactly, but like one of my like the a moment I cannot forget of Kevin Owens is when he first finds out he's doing the match with Jer- a tag team match with Jericho uh in SummerSlam it's like right before the entrance so they're entering and they're walking oh, down the ring together to and he and uh and Kevin Owens is super excited because he's a Canadian wrestler super like super over on Jericho and he's like super excited he goes you're the goat you're the goat and uh Jericho goes <laughs> you're you're the you're the oh I just forgot the punchline the donkey no it wasn't the donkey yes it was it oh yeah he does he's Jericho says you're the donkey <laughs> i can't believe you just forgot that i knew oh exactly my gosh. what you were going to say i do, i i'm so disappointed in myself i had it at the beginning and and in all the explanation i lost the punchline damn joe oh that's i'm disappointed cut cut the cut the for me forgetting it part i'm sorry i i can't do that i'm sorry <laughs> i hard. just can't do that <laughs> um the creeds and gals got a beer and a half that we were talking about like 10 minutes ago i just didn't enjoy it yeah, this this show. I I wanted. I was hoping that I, we could keep this show to two hours, and we are not going to do it. <laughs> I I'm very sorry, everyone. Um, next match: Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyria for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. Chadwick, go off. One, I fucking told y'all. I fucking said it from the get go. We all predicted Tiffany's Tiffany Stratton Tiffany's. would win, except for Joe, who owes me a cake still. I'll get my cake and my belt when I come over sometime soon. But I, you owe me a cake and a belt. Chad, fact <laughs> or fiction, we all predicted Tiffany Stratton to win. Fiction. No, that's not true. Look at the prediction sheet. Oh, we yeah. All Last her. week, we all decided that. But, you know, a month ago, <laughs> there's me saying Tiffany's epiphany is winning the whole thing. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm not part of the cake bet, but I definitely thought it was going to be Cora. Uh, all that aside, I thought this match really was good. There was a lot of false finishes in here that got me over the last like five ish minutes of the match. I think uh, Tiffany went for her finishing like triple jump backflip two different times and missed it before hit she it, hit yeah. it the last time. And both of those, I was like, oh, here it is. It's over because she had just been, like hit like a big move yeah, on and Lyra. Then, and then it just kept going. It was it was re- I, I enjoyed it. This was like one of the better NXT women's matches I've seen in a long time. I mean, outside of like the the ladder match 
maybe the Iron Survivor match because you're putting like five Iron women Survivor in there. was good, but like putting like in a singles one on one match, I can't remember a better NXT women's match in a long time. A one on one match. I remember Iron Survivor being good. The five uh, woman ladder any match of that at Mandy's fault? was good. No, because Mandy was good in her role. I just don't know if she had great opposition. Like Wendy Chu and like Kaylee Ray were a lot of like her and face Cora and face Roxanne. Yeah, well, Roxanne's like still I just, face, but I don't else? know. I just felt like they gave the time they needed Miko? to this match. And I felt Roxanne like Roxanne versus Miko was good. Yeah, I will get I will agree with that. I, I did enjoy the shit out of that one. Maybe that's the last one that I remember being really, really good. But that but was just, like that was like two or three women's championship matches ago. So kind of defeats yeah. your point. <laughs> Um, just this was shockingly this was like my sleeper of the whole weekend. Like match I didn't expect to be great that I really enjoyed. Got me with the false finishes, and at the end I was like really excited because I got it right before the tournament even started. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Tiffany's Epiphany's got a huge pop when she won. Also, she also got a huge pop on NXT, and from me. So not for me. Not no. It's not working for me. <laughs> not don't do anything for me you didn't cheer when she won no i got very excited for her as a wrestler okay sounds good right if you were to say most improved female or most improved maybe period from the beginning of nxt 2.0 to now tiffany stratton's got to be in that conversation or mandy mandy was also in that conversation my god mandy was not good before she did her nxt run do you remember the match that uh Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville had at like a SummerSlam. Yeah, and the the one whoever lost lost their contract or whatever, and Sonya lost. Yeah, and that's why she became like the backstage personality and for Mandy a while. had slick back hair and it was gross. Yeah, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah, I, does it does it sound like I do? It seems like you really remember <laughs> a lot more than I remembered about it. Just someone brought it up, or I think I saw it on a trading card uh, last week or something. But okay. Completely forgot that match existed. It was like, God damn, Mandy used to be so bad. <laughs> she did. And now she's so good. Well, she's not a wrestler. Uh, uh, did you see her pictures all this week? No. No. She spent all week long hanging out with all the NXT women. Uh, oh. In so, like those normal pictures. Normal. Okay. Normal it, pictures. Yes, I did see those. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like her on a yacht with all the women from NXT. I thought you were Roxanne talking about something else. Indy I might, and I might also have wrestlers. to cut this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. I'm joking. I'll, I'll leave it in. Maybe. Y'all, y'all are so bad. You're so bad. Hey, you're she the, does it. It's not our fault. You're the one that made me think you were you were talking about her uh, fan page or whatever, her OnlyFans. I thought for a OnlyFans? second, I thought for a second you subscribed. What is an OnlyFans? Oh my god! Uh, down, just download it. Um, Tiffany's Epiphanies and Lyra Valkyria got one point seven five beers. Main event: Mellow and Braun, round two. Um, eh. Braun is the other person that I've heard is definitely getting called up or allegedly uh Cora as well like if Braun gets called up it'll be Cora as well I think I don't see why they wouldn't do that but I think the creeds might be first okay I don't know that's just me um really the only thing that I remember out of this match was the spear oh god that spear was gross spear out of it about broke Carmelo Hayes in half it worked way worse than the one he did a couple weeks as god is my witness he is broken in half. Yeah, it was nasty. It was. Um, 
I did not realize that Breaker was trying to become the the second person to be a three-time NXT champion. I completely forgot that there's a three-time NXT champion already. And Balor. Nope. Uh, and it's only two Shinsuke. Time. Nope. Samoa Joe. It's Samoa Joe. It is it's, Samoa Joe. He and won I it forgot. twice back and forth I've, with Shinsuke, and then he won it again when he came when back he did and the comeback. Yeah, and he feuded with Carrion uh, Cross. What 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 is Carrion Cross's name now? Killer. Cross. Carry on. No, it's, it's carry. Carry on. That's right. Carry on. Carry on, my wayward son. Cross. Carry on and carry on and bury on. Carry on and bury on. The lone wolves <laughs> still hold out hope for that. <laughs> um. But yeah, there there wasn't much else to say about this match because it's a Braun Breaker match and it was as good as it could be, I guess, because Mello was in it. It was it was not as good as the main event of NXT was this week. This week NXT main event was Braun Breaker defending or not sorry, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes defending against Noam Dar. And that was way better of a match than Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. Because Braun Breaker yeah. fucking sucks. And Noam Dar is pretty good. Yeah. And Carmelo is really good. Yeah. I mean, he's the champ. He is him. He don't miss. He didn't know. Melo don't miss. Uh, this got a beer and a half. And NXT Battleground ended with 12.75 beers. So at this point, we're at like, what, 28, 29 beers here? Well, we are at 29 for the weekend so far. But okay. these well, were on different days. Also, if you think I drank for literally any of these. <laughs> no, I didn't either. You're wrong. NXT I watched during the week while like on a like on a school night and oh, a school night. Night of Champions I watched while my kid was napping. And there is a zero percent chance I ever drink for an AEW pay-per-view again. Especially <laughs> not this one. Especially not this one. Speaking of, um double or nothing. It was <clears throat> fuck the Vegas crowd. That's what I'll say. They sucked for 80% of the show, 70% of the show. Yeah. Because I think there were 10 matches or at least 10 there matches were, scheduled. There were 10 scheduled matches. Yeah. Uh, I think there was 11. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what I will say, and I feel very strongly about this, is there was a lot of matches that didn't hold the weight to a normal AEW pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's not because the match wasn't as good it wasn't good. It was that the crowd wasn't involved, which f- caused me to get disinterested. Yeah. And miss stuff and get not into it. I'm a uh, slut like, for like, crowds. And when the crowd sucks, I suck. The Adam Cole match was a great example. The trios tag match was a great example of just matches yeah. that were, were good, but like they could have been so much more with a crowd that like got into the big moments of the match. I listened to another podcast this week from Fightful that uh, somebody from them, not Sean Ross Sapp, went to Double or Nothing, and they specifically said about the lighting during the House Rules match, Chad, that if you, like, she she didn't mind it. She doesn't mind it watching it on TV, but being there, it was a nuisance. Like, it, she didn't like it at all. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It looks like it's terrible because it's like, it's like this weird color, blue, yellow, circular thing right on the crowd. Yeah. Right on the crap. It's weird. Um, all right. Getting started with this one. Does anyone have signs? No. I have two signs. Uh, okay. I have one that says cake club. And then I wrote down, remember the cake bet? Oh, uh, yeah. But I we've already talked about that. So this, I guess this is kind of still kind of a cake. bad sign. <laughs> um, and then uh, my other sign, it was just a sign of Danny DeVito's face. <laughs> Classic. And it was, I, I think, why? 
it was it was Frank also. It wasn't it was I think it was from Always Sunny. Danny Danny DeVito like transcends is, is on the same level as Jack Black for me. What's that level? Like, does that mean you don't like him? No, I love him. Oh, okay. Okay. No. That makes a lot of sense. I was so sense. concerned. I was like, yeah. Because I know some people really don't like Jack Black. What? Yeah. I don't know anyone. I, I don't know. Black. Like, I honestly don't know how you could talk bad about Jack Black. I don't either. Like, he's he, he can do no wrong at this point. I agree. But I've definitely met people. And the first thing we talk about when I meet them, I was like, what's your opinion of Jack Black? And <laughs> <laughs> and they say i fucking hate him <laughs> no i don't honestly i could understand I, do, I don't know how it gets brought up but i've definitely heard of people that don't like jack black like i could understand just not him not being your preference like you're not a huge fan but some people are like, like that with Will to talk Ferrell. bad about him like that's weird yeah some people are also like huge haters of will ferrell i, I love will ferrell my so parents are like that they don't like they don't think he's funny at all and they can't stand will ferrell movies i don't understand that at all i think will ferrell's hilarious but yeah hilarious. um let's see wow all of that just for a sign of danny devito's face all right let's get into <laughs> double or nothing Tangent uh, episode we had yeah seriously we had the buy-in match which was ethan page and the guns versus the hardys and hook yeah, which it wasn't Isaiah Cassidy, which I forget. I already forget what his name is. Brother Zay. Uh, Brother Zay. I wrote it down. He was there, but he. I think it was originally supposed to be him in the match instead of Hook. I think his neck's hurt still. But they wanted they wanted to keep Chad happy. Mm. So Why they would they make Hook me out there? happy? Because you love Hook. I don't and... like Hook. What? When did you stop liking him? I don't, I never liked Hook. You were a hooker, dude. <laughs> I don't. I've never been a hooker. He's a hooker. Two. He's. He's a hooker slash homo sapien. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, in this match, I think the biggest thing I talk about is how Jeff Hardy almost fucking died. Shocker. And we all thought he was high again, but it turns out he was fine. Wait. Oh, you're talking about the, the what looked like a botch spot, but I think is actually was planned. So there was the spot where he uh, he did a move. He acted he did, like he was He hurt. went to do a twist of fate and it looked like he twisted his ankle. Yep, I think that was planned. Immediately went to go try and jump off the exactly. So if the twisted ankle was planned, how was the other thing not? Dude, the bother the botch spot off the top rope was clearly not because he went down on his. No, he landed on his back. He landed on his back, but he got twisted up in the ropes and almost died. He almost fell on the back of his his neck. His legs got twisted up in the ropes barely. I think it was planned for sure. I don't think that because he had just he had just kayfabe twisted his ankle. No, I don't think. I think it was planned. I don't think the the botch spot off the top rope was planned. I think the the clear and obvious ankle twist was clearly planned. But Joe, you the way he double, fell off those top Joe, rope was Joe. You've terrifying. watched Double or Nothing a few times now. What did What do you think? Um, I think <laughs> that if it is a botch, or sorry, if it was a planned botch, I think it's a pretty sick joke to make Jeff Hardy's gimmick. Being that he botches this move because he's old and not good anymore. No, it, he does he that by it because himself. he twisted his ankle. Well, but but yeah, but but like since he's been in AEW, he's all about the botched moves, right? And and I it started. I don't know. At, I, honestly, well, he's. Do on you remember the match he had with, with Darby at uh, like over the summer? Yes, I remember Darby trying to kill himself, and, and and like Jeff Hardy also tried to kill himself, and he botched the move and like actually almost killed himself. I don't know what you're talking. If that's about, his honestly. gimmick. If that's his gimmick now, that he botches I'm, moves because he's old, it. 
I'm I think it's it. lame. I think <laughs> I'm for it. It's not going to make know. me like Jeff Hardy anymore, but I think it's funny because of the person that Jeff Hardy is. A bad person? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Chad. Or the worst. I know you idolize Jeff Hardy. If you really idolize Jeff Hardy, you will get behind the wheel of a car right now. <laughs> I will not be doing that. So then he's not your favorite wrestler. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this, this, Please this, don't drink and drive, people. This got off rail a little quickly. Uh, uh, yeah, any- I don't like where this is going, but I just sent you guys this the the Twitter of a, of a video of it. You can't tell me that him falling off this top rope is planned. It absolutely was. Watch it again. Look, he twists. Oh, man, I just kayfabe twisted my ankle. Now I'm going to try Ooh. and bounce on the ropes. That's ugly. Getting up on the ropes. And he- <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joe. That's not planned. That's not planned. Yes, it is. He like fell and it hit, hit the back of his neck. It was not even his back. It was like the top of his neck. I I will. If he bought, if that was a planned botch, then he botched the planned botch where he almost died. <laughs> I will die on this hill, as will Jeff Hardy. <laughs> This got 2.75 beers there. And it was useless. Um, we don't want this feud now? Please. Uh, no, now I, Ethan I Page I, works for, for Matt Hardy. I didn't even know it was a feud because it's always on Rampage, so I don't care. I knew it was a feud because Chad talked about it. Yeah, that's the only... Yeah. It told you all about the firm deletion. Um, then we had the Owen Hart tournament opening ceremony <laughs> with gangster Tony Khan. <laughs> this was the cringiest thing I've seen in a really long time. God, is Tony Khan worse than Vince McMahon? Yes. I mean, he had his uh, <laughs> he he had his announcement this week. We can just talk about that now. I mean, uh, I was wait. watching it. Now, when I see a Tony Khan promo, when he has or not a promo, but when he has an announcement, I just yell at my TV, "Blink, motherfucker, blink, mother," until he blinks, and then I just I just keep saying, I just continuously say that, and I honestly don't even hear much of what he says, other than this week when he said CM Punk's coming back. Yay. Cool. CM Punk's gonna be on collision. Yay, CM Punk's back. I will point out that the crowd uh had the a very polarizing reaction to it. And it from like a logistical business perspective, it's genius. It's gonna work great. Oh, definitely. Like the crowd reaction to it was so polarizing. There were people who loved it clearly and were like yelling at all the other fans that were booing it that they were so excited. There was tons of people with CM Punk shirts on in the crowd because they knew this was coming. I mean, think about so, it. Like, they're doing collision in the United. Like, it's literally going to be the Michaels and Brett thing from '97. Like, Brett will Brett was a face in Canada, but Michaels was the face, and it's going to be Kenny and Punk or Punk and whoever he faces from now on. Punk will be the the face in Chicago. They go there fucking a thousand times a year, and. uh everyone else he faces especially if he faces the like him and ftr face the elite first and they're doing all of those shows in canada kenny is going to get this shit cheered out of him i just don't think that's happening with what happened on dynamite this week they clearly are still pushing the elite yeah, forbidden door Brett. is four days after the first collision i think or a week after they're sorry debut that and then he's going to do a forbidden door match before we build for I don't think Punk will have a Forbidden Door match, and if he does, it'll be like an open challenge thing. There's not enough time to build a feud. I don't think he needs to build. So then one, after but... after Forbidden what? Door, after Can Forbidden we... after Forbidden Door, when they do Blood and Guts, probably, which we'll talk about later, that's when they'll start the CMFTR versus the Elite thing. Can we stop pretending that CM Punk, or sorry, not that CM Punk, that AEW builds up 
to their pay-per-views anymore. Thank you. I just said I don't think they're going to build anything for Forbidden Door. I think they're going to start building very soon for All Out no, and All In. You do? Because in the last two or three pay-per-views, they've waited till like two or three weeks to start a build. That's not true. The Four Pillars thing was immediately mentioned after the they, last that's always, the one. That's that's the, the, they always start the main title feud really early. And, and then, everything like, else is just in, by the wayside. Super early. No, it didn't. When did Adam not Cole not return? for not for only having four pay per views a, a a year? The week Adam Cole returned, five. Is when him and Jericho started, and BCC. Well, that's March because that B- was before I got back. BBC and the Elite have been feuding for a fucking two years now. Um, yeah, all the other that's feuds are pretty shit. recent. I don't know. Everything else was just pieced no, together. Tony I Storm agree. and Jamie Jamie Hader wasn't the the outcasts have been feuding with Britt and Jamie for a while. I don't know what else. FTR, who did they face? Jarrett and Lethal. That's been like a month. They also immediately on Dynamite apparently started a new feud with the Bullet Club Gold. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yep. That's going to be not. very good. I am very excited. I love Jay White being on the mid Jay White. Yep. Dude. No. The, the tag team titles in AEW are the second most important championship. Yep. And he's that never is not the win mid card. That's not the he's mid card. That's the mid card. No, it's upper mid card. I'd rather see him not in a title match and have like a main event star that he's going against and not tagging with Juice Robinson. Well, he's no going to tag with Juice, Juice Robinson, Robinson a lot because it's just him and Juice and Bullet Club Gold right now until they get yeah, more members. Dumb. You don't like you Bullet won't Club think it's Gold. you won't think it's dumb when they have a match at Forbidden Door that's like an, an eight Club. man an eight man tag team match. It's like them, Chris Bay and Ace Austin versus another four man team. You can't tell me that you would not like if they no, opened I, a forbidden I, door to impact and had Bay and Austin in there, like that would be incredible. No, I'm 100. I'm with you that I I'm I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. I just when I had these, I guess I just had expectations when Jay White left New Japan, he was gonna be a main event player somewhere, and he got thrown out. And he will pretty be. early in the battle royale, and I didn't like it. And now I'm just nowadays in the because, uh, tag team picture. I'm I'm like again like that's not what I wanted from Jay White. You know, yeah. Will Osprey shows up on AW and he's immediately facing Kenny Omega, and Jay White shows up and is getting a, a backseat to Ricky Starks. I hate it. You know, Will Osprey shows up once a year and gets main event matches on Dynamite. Jay White's getting thrown out with eight people left in a battle royale and losing matches to Ricky Starks. Would Jay White be doing better in WWE? I think he'd be in NXT of being immediately. I don't think he would have gone to NXT. There's no way he would have gone to NXT. I think Triple H would do good with him to put him in some kind of meaningful rivalry one-on-one and that's what i'd rather see him as all right well you mentioned the battle royal that was the first match and the only match until the last two matches that the crowd was into um let's see i have a horny jr quote for this jr said i'm excited for this match because oh wow sorry i could barely I, i my phone was further away jr said i'm excited for this match because penelope ford's a part of it Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, JR. And he was only out there for like the first three or four matches, too. Yeah, that he is weird. Left. They brought him in at the beginning yeah. instead of at the end. Well, he's got to get to bed earlier bedtime. now. Yeah, it's his yeah. bedtime. Dude, he was so out of it for medication. some of these matches. So, oh. um, I think it was not good. Let's see. Uh, I have another quote from Taz this time. Uh, this one was about Big Bill. Oh, Taz, I posted Taz, this on the Twitter. <laughs> Taz said, some people ask why he's called Big Bill. His name is Bill, and he's freaking big. <laughs> that was it. 
thing my Twitter post was like, oh, thank God for fucking Taz to explain why we call him Big Bill. <laughs> I had so no dumb. fucking idea. <laughs> oh my God. Um I don't know. I I thought I thought this was good. This I is one of my it. favorite battle royales in a long time. I really yeah, enjoyed a- the battle royale. AEW does a really good battle royal. Here's well, my number one complaint about it though. It started on the outside. Oh yeah, that was weird. There After was like Orange, three people in the ring. After Orange Cassidy's pyro or uh entrance where he got one little poof of pyro. I thought that was hilarious. That was really funny. What was the uh the final four again? Uh final Swerve, four. Orange Swerve. Cassidy. Yep. Penta El Zero Miedo. Yep. And Big Bill. Indeed. Okay. And also look- also the they had a mini match with OC and Swerve at the end, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um apparently yeah cassidy and swerve are having a match for the international championship next week on dynamite i want to be the first to say that swerve is going to win that and i'm excited for his international championship reign swerve versus the orange cassidy at the end of this match was really fucking good there's a little their their mini match had so many uh false finishes just in that match part of the match well and then the actual finish of the match where swerve was hanging on and orange cassidy just it hits his arm instead of doing a move. He just hits his arm so he can't hang onto the rope and he falls. It was good. It was classic Orange Cassidy right there. Yeah. Um. This got four point seven five beers. Joe, you had something? No, I was gonna say. Or Chad said this was classic Orange Cassidy. And just as a reminder, Chad's always been a fan of classic Orange Cassidy. Oh, that's right, Chad. You love Orange Cassidy. Uh, I as I said a few weeks ago, I do enjoy Orange Cassidy matches right now. Uh, mm. I think he's really toned down to like the perfect moments to like when he does those kind of things. Chad, and those moments I think, I think are more enjoyable. Be, I think you're going to be really upset when he loses his championship. I don't, if especially if it's not, if it's Swerve this week, I will not be because I'm really excited for a Swerve title run. Yeah. And I, also finally get the uh, him and Keith Lee singles match. Dude, his fucking stable sucks so much though. Oh, that's horrendous. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Um, most disappointing match of the night, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. In an unsanctioned match. I don't know if it's that they wanted to go light because they had anarchy in the arena coming up at the end of the show. I don't know if it's because the crowd never got into this. I don't know if it's because there was no interference. I think it's the crowd. I I don't know because there was really no big unsanctioned. This was not worthy of the title unsanctioned to me. Mm. You know, this goes in the same category of Gargano versus Grayson Waller at stand deliver of like let's just not call us unsanctioned this could have been a hardcore well, first match. of all why wasn't it called a lights out match because that's their version of unsanctioned yeah because it, it wasn't going to be the final match of the show so it couldn't be but lights there's out. been lights out matches that weren't the final match that we've had this debate i guess we have yeah yeah i kind of do remember talking about this i guess because we were we were debating one time what match would be the main event of a pay-per-view and we and i think i said it would be the lights out match because why would you turn the lights out and then back on for the lights out match and then continue to have matches afterwards. But I was wrong. And this one definitely wasn't going to be the main event, no matter what it did get a lot of beers. I mean, there was a lot of use of like miscellaneous weapons and inner, there was some interference at the beginning, but Baker, Oh, Baker put a whole beer of fucking Sabu's involvement being the special enforcer here. And then uh, like the, like Roddy and the jazz trying to interfere and Sabu and Roddy fending off the jazz and just everyone just went to the back and that was it. 
that, was that, dumb. That, so that was so dumb. dumb. That that I think is a major factor of why I'm like this kind of killed it. You had a perfect opportunity to do that, like that good faction involvement in a pay per view match that that you kind of expect with the Jazz these days, and it was all terrible. And it kind of left the one on one thing, and then the Soraya Britt Baker stuff. Britt Baker was good, but then Soraya coming out was like stupid. We're building dynamite matches on pay per views now. Yeah, uh, and like a mix a mixed tag match with Jericho and Soraya versus Cole and Baker, like. I legit thought when I watched Dynamite this week that they did that match so that Adam Cole could propose to Britt Baker in the middle of the ring, a la John Cena and Nikki Bella. <laughs> I legitimately thought that after the match was over, but I'm an idiot. I agree with your initial comment, I agree and I think it's for a lot of reasons. Comment. Which one? The one where you said you're an idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree right. with the one where you thought this was the most disappointing match, maybe of the whole weekend. Um, Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, the, the most disappointing match of the weekend would come from this show. And I think, yeah, this is it. Because I, th- I thought this was going to be at least very enjoyable, if not an amazing match. And it just wasn't. I'm, I'm sorry. It did get 5.75 beers, though, as we move on. FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal for the Tag Team Championships. And Karen Jarrett was on my screen. Oh, dude, she had the most gnarly chair. I mean, a uh, guitar shot. Though on Aubrey Edwards, did did you guys not fucking bust out laughing though when Aubrey Edwards got clocked with a fucking guitar? I thought it was hilarious. You already died. Oh, good point. Clown's butthole. Yeah, thanks for the (laughs) reference. Um, yeah, I, I think the only thing like this match got a ton of beers also because of the chops. Dax does a lot of chops. Jarrett does a lot of chops. Lethal does a lot of chops. You just had people in there that do a lot of chops. That interference, ref bumps, like refs getting guitars to the face. To the fucking dome. So funny. It was so funny. This was really good. I it, This was better than I expected. I just wish the crowd had been into it, into it as I was. You know, like the crowd was yeah. kind of into this one. They weren't like out of this one completely, but like the big moments, this one was so great with the big crowd pop. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not pop with? Aubrey getting hit by a guitar. Well, they did for that, but Up I mean, to that Jeff, point the match. Jeff Jarrett's on the screen. That's why. Yeah, I don't think anyone gives a shit about Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I, no. I don't, I, I don't think he's at like go away, get off my screen, big boss man level for me. But he's close. He's close yeah. for sure. For an AEW scale, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's that for AEW. That whole group is for AEW for me. I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as Swerve's. Uh, Oh, I love Swerve though. But, yeah, him there's somebody in that faction I care about. There's no one. Oh in no, the, the AEW, the the mecca of these types of groups is Q QT Marshall's group. Oh, oh. Or do, do, do you do you remember the librarians? It was Peter Avalon and Leva Bates. Yeah, they oh, were yeah. like AEW original uh, duo because they weren't a tag team. They were the original. Get off! And my I screen. was like. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> I was like, is this AEW? Because remember when AEW first came out, I was like, eh, I might watch it every once in a while. And I think those two were the reason behind it. He's still in the Peter Avalon. He's still in a, a faction with uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, right? Nick Zemeth or something. Nick Nemeth. No, oh, Ryan Nemeth. Nick Ryan Nemeth, Nemeth Dolph, yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, you're right. Oh. <laughs> they are the same people. No, they're not. Dolph's better. Oh. Um, Dolph's way better. Right. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's see here. FTR retains, obviously, and this got five and a quarter beers. 
as we're we at like move on. We're at like 18 beers at this point. We're four matches in. Yeah. Wardlow versus Christian Cage in a ladder match for the TNT Championship. And Wardlow's nuts hit the ladder big time. Yeah. That couldn't happen to a worse wrestler. That looked like it hurt so bad. And Chad's favorite wrestler, Wardlow, won the match. Thanks to Arn Anderson. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't Glock. come out with his Glock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he meant, did you? Okay, so we're on the Arn Anderson topic. Did you see the promo before the show? No. RJ City was interviewing Arn Anderson before the show well, during okay, the yes, pre-show. I didn't pay attention. Sorry. <laughs> RJ City basically asked him like, "Oh, what was? What did he fucking say?" He asked him basically like, uh, "Are you going to be care our packing tonight?" And Arn Anderson said. You should ask your mother and to <laughs> RJ City's comment was, uh, well, that's the that's all for my uh, new stepfather, Arn Anderson. <laughs> Dude, RJ City's hilarious and a lot of people online fucking hate him. It's really cringy. I think it's, he's I think he's funny. I think it's, he just I said think it's, it's so straight faced. I think it's he like, like I think my it's, new stepfather. It's it's so cringy. It's funny. That's why I like it. Yeah. Wardlow retains the, in this ladder match. Uh, if you thought Christian Cage was going to win this year, you're, you're an idiot. Um, luckily, I think we all picked Wardlow, right? No, no picked uh, Joe picked Christian Cage. <laughs> oh, I, sorry, I, Joe. I stand by that pick, but he lost. I still stand by it. Uh, okay. The only spot I think in this it was match, a good pick. The only spot I want in this match I want to talk about is the fact that Wardlow went to the top of the tallest ladder and jumped off. He did the Jeff Hardy spot. He did the Jeff Hardy spot, and I was terrified when he got up there because he was wobbling a lot. And I was like, "You're a, you're like a top heavy man. Please don't." They had fall. to have three people hold the ladder down that he was standing on. Oh, they did that again. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was so I was so scared. I was like, oh, I don't like also... you as a wrestler, but I don't want you to watch you die today. Was this also the match? Hold on. Yeah, there was also there was a spot where there was a ladder that got hit. And it was oh. disfigured, and Wardlow set it up and tried to climb it. Yes, and the, the ref tried to fuck. hold it. The ref tried holding it down so that it wouldn't like fall over, but he held it on the wrong side, so it just fell over. Yeah, they it just so they funny. disfigured Ward- that ladder, and he tried yeah. to get up there. And I was like, "Dude, you're not going to make it. That's not going to hold you." Wardlow was so mad about it. It's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, this got two and a half beers. Um, and we'll move on to Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Uh, this is when JR left. So JR was done after this. And uh, let's see here. So here's you what think I think that to she's say really hurt. This. Jamie? Yeah. She might be. Uh, that, she's like hurt, not injured. So 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 she might actually be hurt, and that might be why she lost the title. But if she's just storyline hurt. No, she's definitely hurt. She's just not injured. Okay, whatever. I don't I don't actually remember the breakdown of that. Um, does not require Jamie surgery, Hader, but is hurt. Yeah, Jamie Jamie Hader's title run was meaningless. I don't think so. Name a fucking good feud out of that. I can't remember, but that doesn't mean it wasn't good. <laughs> it was short, and she spent I, most of it facing the same people. She just lost. I, the I can't too. think of. I can't think of a fucking title defense. Really, Soraya? Did she have? A she title had Soraya defense? and Ruby Soho in a triple threat. Oh, at the last such pay-per-view. a meaningful. Yeah, because that everybody... created the outcasts. That match created the outcasts because at that the was, time it was just Soraya and Tony Storm. Yeah, and it was bad. You know, it would have been more memorable if she. I think she'd still be champion if she was healthy, and she should have eventually lost her title to Britt Baker. Baker. That's yeah. the story. They they need to finish the story. 
I don't think they're going to be able to because I think from what I'm reading online is they dropped the title because she's not able to wrestle right now. Yeah, she's and that's hurt. why that match was basically just interference on interference on interference. Yeah, it's it was like three five moves or in six a minutes long. And yeah, and then it was done. God, luckily, I picked Tony Storm to win, but I still lost the. D. I I have like been over on Tony Storm for years. And mm-hmm. but this this faction is like so Doing fucking lame. No, it's not even. I hate when <laughs> I hate when you say that sometimes because I understand the difference between a heel a heel like doing their job and that's why I dislike them and and just uh get the bad. fuck off my screen. Yeah, they're yeah. get the fuck off your screen hateable for you. It's just it's 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 the exact same thing. I just I just joke with you about it. <laughs> like I I have the same thing with Big Boss Man and uh the uh no British Bulldog and who else did I just say? Um, man, Jeff yeah. Jarrett. I wish you got to. You should go back and watch some of British Bulldog stuff before he was this like '90s comeback British Bulldog. No, his main event of the Chad, Wembley you know SummerSlam wrestling there was this weekend, and you want me to watch more? No, I'm just saying. At some point in your life, go back and watch the main event of the SummerSlam in, in Wembley Stadium. I've seen that match. It was good. It's very good. That's yeah. that's the British Bulldog you should watch, not the no, '90s British Bulldog. We're I don't care because the finishing moves in the '90s were like suplexes. I want Flippy Dippy. I am not Braun Strowman. Flippy Dippy's my shit. That's fair. Yeah. Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm got a beer and a half. Let's move the fuck on. Open house. <laughs> Open challenge. Um, Max Caster's rap. Holy shit. Sub Mysterio got mentioned. <laughs> he said, You're too your girlfriend's too busy getting or you're too busy getting cucked by a guy named Dominic. Holy shit. God, that was so good. It was so good. Also, there were some hints, or some people thought there was a hint this week that the acclaimed are going to turn on Daddy Ass on Dynamite this week. I uh, I didn't really pay attention during that part of Dynamite. I I think I skipped through it because I was watching on delay, so I was able to skip through the whole thing and still finish by like I don't know ten thirty. But apparently, what happened was um, it was like they were doing the scissor, but there was like a like an awkward pause where it was like oh shit are they about to turn on daddy ass or vice versa or something like that i don't know i didn't pay that much attention to it but i want that to be put off as long as possible i'll just say that what i was seeing this week is that they're trying to draw this uh, house of black versus the acclaimed storyline into more of something than it was than just a one off at a pay-per-view i don't like that i think the trio's title should be one offs every single time like we can do a feud, but don't make it last more than one match. I don't well, know. They they had like a spontaneous match, the pay per view. It wasn't really like a, a storyline. Okay, match. that's so let's, fair. Let's build a storyline around the close call match. Yeah, that's fair. And, that's fair. And then do one more match. That's all I'm asking for. It's like mm-hmm. one more of these. And let's not have an open rules match, please. Can we just do a normal trios match? They did. Is that possible? Week. No, this was an open rules match. They didn't pick a rule though. They didn't do a wild card. They did do a wild card. I just can't remember what it was. No, they didn't. They did the they... lights. They did the lights and everything. No, they didn't. They do announced a wild card it as rule. an open rules match. Yes, they it had... was that type. But during the the acclaims entrance, they said they're not doing a wild card rule. And it's not an open rules match. But they announced it as an open rules match, which doesn't make any sense because all the other rules of an open house match still applied. Stupid idiot. God, it was an open house rules match. Open house rules match. Yes, I agree. And the acclaim turned down 
the opportunity to come up with their own rule for the match, the wild card rule. That's quite literally what happened. God, you're so Jonas stupid. You are stupid. This got two and a half beers. Can we just do a normal trios match next time? Not for you. Gosh. You're so mean. Jesus. You're being stupid. Your mom's stupid. Um, Joe, who's being stupid? Both of you. Damn it. God, he got us good. Thanks, Dad. He's right. Chad, you should apologize. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. Um, Jade Cargill extends the streak, retains her TBS championship. Three Moving minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. You want to move on? Yep. I want to move on to uh, Joe. What happened next? Next, they were like, all right, who who could possibly end her streak? Who's gonna do it? It could be anybody. And then all of a sudden, like Chris Statlander's music hits, she comes out, and you think it's just gonna be like a me, I can, and then everyone's gonna walk out. And then they called for another match, and Chris Statlander won, broke the streak. That was summed up to perfection, almost like you watched it. Chad, moving on. Fucking watch (laughs) it. Um, but yeah, Chris Statlander's back. Sup. Um, Mm. and uh, she is your new TNT champion. TBS. TBS. That's the one. Okay. Yep. TBS, which is completely irrelevant, whether it's a TBS or TNT, because they don't hold to that on which show and which channel they defend this thing on at all. But maybe they will in the future. But I heard for the brand brand split that uh, champions will float, which I like that. But why even brand split then? Because the champ it's the champions. They don't have they don't have a fucking SmackDown so and so champion that it's just called something. Yeah, not like not like uh, WWE who has the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw and the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. Exactly, dude. That <laughs> makes sense. What? <laughs> um. Anyways, the the first Jade Cargill match got two beers, and then the second one got a quarter beer. I counted the return before the other match started because I didn't think there was going to be a match. I'm just going to keep it that way because it doesn't really matter that much. No, it doesn't. Um, and if we keep the other one at two beers, that might be the highest rated Jade Cargill match on pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm just saying. It wasn't a bad match. It was your, no, it wasn't. It was like the first time I can think of a Jade Cargill match being like a real wrestling match. Yeah, she's improved a lot. Taya Valkyrie definitely helped because she's very experienced, you know, yeah, not like I think, your normal I think, AEW woman. I think she's been working with Danielson. Jade? Is what I read. Yeah, I think I read the same thing. That Jade worked with Danielson a lot, and he's been helping a lot of the, the AEW talent like that. I mean, that would make sense. All right, um, Pillars 4-Way. That was next. It was so good. The crowd was back for this. Um, Sammy Guevara, do you, do you... He's having a kid. Yeah, he's having a kid, and that turned him face. Did, so we're counting a face turn in this match. I didn't. I didn't count a turn or anything. Okay, I didn't either. But like, I had a feeling we were going to talk about it. But the weeks, the weeks leading up, like he's definitely been more face than heel. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So I like. I, I don't know if he's just not part of the turn moment. A de- defined face turn moment. Yeah. Like it's gonna. Do... It, it, it's gonna be like JAS beating someone down, and he comes out, and he's like. I, yeah, I don't think it's defined yet. I think he has to break up with the Jazz. I yeah. think he finally needs to get rid of Chris Jericho to move anywhere, up or down the card. Uh, probably up. 
Yeah, I, been, I think that's fair. Jericho's holding him back. He's been with Jericho which the is surprising. whole time in AEW. I don't. I wouldn't say hold. Well, yeah, he is holding him back. That's actually exactly the words to use. Speaking of Jericho in this match, my favorite. I think my favorite moment from this whole oh, pay per view was the the mentor finisher spot. So yeah. you had Star, uh, Darby come in and do. Uh, uh, was it a uh, scorpion death drop? Scorpion death drop. You had Sammy Guevara hit a code breaker. And then you had Jungle Boy hit the kill switch. And then you had MJF top it off with a crossroads. And mentioned Cody Rhodes on commentary. Yeah. Uh, then they, they kept it going when they later on had Darby hitting a stinger. I mean, a uh, scorpion death lock. And uh, someone else. There was another. There was another. I uh, think I know. What oh, you're the walls of Jericho. Sammy was hitting. A, Sammy hit a walls of Jericho. It was a few minutes after the first spot. But they had two simultaneous finisher submissions that were also the the mentors' role. Yep. But did you see did you see the press conference? Uh, like <laughs> Tony Khan's face when uh, MJF mentioned WWE by name and Dude, Nick Khan by name. That was so no. funny, but I don't think it was the funniest thing that MJF said at the press conference. What was the know. funniest thing he said when some reporter asked him like what he thought about not going on last, and MJF was like. Do you think I would want to fucking wrestle in a pool of John Moxley's blood? Fuck <laughs> no. I laughed so hard, dude. What did he say about WWE? Um he he just said like he, he basically was about taking he, his ball and going home. Yeah, he said everyone thinks that that when I say I'm going to take my ball and go home, everyone thinks that I'm going to go to WWE. Sure, I've had conversations with Nick Khan, but when I say take my ball and go home, I mean get out of this game because of the of the wrestling fans who claim to actually be fans, but they're just shitty. Like, and he talked about he he brought statistics into it and like the seven percent or something like that. And he called people that leave Yelp Yelp reviews lame. It was it was pretty He's, funny and actually relevant. You know, yeah, it is very so relevant. Shit on biased fucking wrestling fans who don't just enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you shit on us? No, we enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. And we're not like the. the He's talking about the people that prefer one company over the other and like people, the people that are like, you can't like both companies or you can't like yeah. any other company other than the one that they like or else you're an enemy. Those people like are fucking losers. The, the yeah, which is basically what he said. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I love MJF so much. No, he's the man. He's the best thing AEW has going for him. He's the best thing right that's ever come out of Long Island. Whoa, Joe. That's, that's, you, that's yourself, that bud. That you. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just want to die. Um, MJF won with a headlock takeover. What happened right before that? Because I missed the thing that happened right before it. My kids distracted um, me. Let's see. Uh, he, he, something happened to Darby, which allowed him to just be pinned by the headlock uh, takeover. Fuck. MJF hit. Oh. Oh, Darby tried to go for a coffin drop, and MJF threw the belt on top of who he was going to land on. And he landed on the belt, and then okay, yeah, MJF yeah, yeah. hit the headlock takeover and pinned him. Which is a great throwback to like some old. They did a lot of throwbacks in this match, not just to like the mentors we talked about earlier, but to pretty much all the different storylines these four have had with everyone in their whole careers in AW. There, there were so many callbacks to old rivalries, to old mentors, to old like spots between these two people. Like there were spots, um, not just with uh, Darby and MJF, but there were spots that MJF was. Uh, calling back to his Cody Rhodes feuds and his CM Punk feuds, 
Jungle Boy to his Christian Cage feuds. There was just it was great. The, it was. the match was very well, very well written. I gotta say, I think it. I think this one did better than what I thought it would. I didn't think it was going to be this good, but that was because of how obvious the outcome was. Yeah, that the outcome of, really like, does change. AEW does a good job with obvious outcome matches still being very good. Yeah, remember how good Most the the, uh, the Hangman versus Kenny Omega championship win was? Yeah, we all knew Hangman was winning. They even did the promo beforehand, but it was still amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, that match got four beers. We'll get on to the last match we have to talk about, and then we can fucking end the show. Holy shit. Um, we are almost at three hours recording time. Hopefully, this ma- this show is only a little over two hours. Hopefully. But Anarchy in the Arena, the BBC versus the Elite, and this was quite literally Anarchy. It. Uh, neither of you have watched this? No. That's the only thing I've left from the whole weekend left to watch. All right. Let's see. I will just run down my notes. Um, oh, actually, if I were to tell you or ask you to bet on who, who bled in this match first, I would say John Moxley, but by the way, you're asking, I I'm assuming it's not John Moxley. So I would not actually I bet, make that bet. I will let you guys keep guessing people until you get it right. And I, I don't want to, I guarantee you won't Danielson, not Danielson. I don't want Yuta. to keep on guessing. It was not a participant in the match. Don Cass. Oh, it was a ref. <laughs> a ref? I think it was Rick Knox. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I don't remember what happened. I think he just got hit with a chair and then he bladed or did like a blood pack, but it was still, it was so funny because <laughs> he got, he got taken away by medical because he, he was the first person busted open. Um, Let's see. The, the one moment, the one of the moments that was really cool was Hangman just taking off the eye patch and revealing that his eye was okay. I think we all knew that that was probably coming, but so that was like a really stupid. cool moment. It was a good moment. It's so fucking stupid. Um, let's see. The band, uh, they kept playing Wild Thing for 10 minutes into the match, kind of like they did last year. So um, the lead singer did blackface with a mask. So that was cool not cool i almost said that yeah was i was about cool. to say don't say that's cool man <laughs> it's 2023 you cannot do that yeah. and he did and the internet the wrestling internet wrestling community is like that very... was not that was just not a good look at all that's so dumb um joe the over on when john moxley would bleed definitely would have hit no matter what time we picked because it was like 10 minutes in before he bled which surprised the shit out of me um let's see Kenny got a fork to the face. Joe would have hated that. Um, there was a leaf blower used as a weapon. If that was on your bingo card, um, Matt Jackson had uh, pyro on his shoe when he super kicked Moxley. That was really cool, and it was bigger than the exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, let's see. I'm saving oh, and then John they, they, dude. The one of the worst looking things in the match was they they eventually got tax out, and after the exploding shoe thing. Uh, the BBC took Matt's shoe off because and and Cesaro or Claudio punted it into the crowd. And uh, so he Matt was wrestling barefoot and Moxley um, like slammed him down feet first into the mat onto the tax barefoot oh. into the tax, dude. It was oh, gross. It looks so bad. Um, and then the only other thing that needs to be said is the end of it. The BBC won. Uh, thanks to the help of Kanosuke Takeshita. Just like you said. Just like I said. 
And this week on Dynamite, if you've watched, uh, there was a backstage moment with the Elite and Alex Marvez asking them, like, I don't know, future stuff. And then um, he mentioned that Kenny Omega's in Canada. And Hangman said some stuff uh, and was about to walk away and then was like, by the way, Kenny's not in Canada. So they're heavily hinting at the fact that he's in Japan, probably but, getting Kota Ibushi. So okay. everything I said might become true. As much That's what I want to happen. And it needs to be blood and guts at Forbidden Door. And then this needs to be fucking over, please. What if it's not Kota Ibushi? Who could it be? Okada. Okay. Uh, it has to be someone from New Japan. What because... if Blood and Guts is not at Forbidden Door? What if it's on a weekly television show? I, like could, I could see them. I could see them putting it off till All In. I could see them doing it on weekly television in the lull period. Okay. It just needs. It needs to be at Forbidden Door, and this needs to be over. I don't want what this. What if drug it's out any none longer. of the people that you've named so far? Or, do you have someone in mind? What if it's CM Punk? No. No. Not gonna. No. Happen. No, dude, that would be so dumb. Shut up and take my money, but I would hate that. I saw an internet rumor today that said that if they can't get Kota Ibushi, the backup plan is CM Punk would be filling in and they're going to use their own storyline to like <sighs> tell. They're going to use like the real storyline of uh, the brawl out in order to tell how they came back together and the elite are the reason why he's coming back to the company and I don't know if it was just somebody's like dream booking or is if it was like a legitimate. News? No, uh, I don't know the, the source, but I read it on Twitter today and was like, this is dumb, but I could totally see AEW doing something like that. I, I don't want to see that. I want to see them feud. I don't want to see them team up. Fuck that. All right. Well, that got 8.75 beers and AEW finally did it. This pay-per-view got 40 beers. Hence why I'm never drinking for an AEW pay-per-view ever. That was about... I don't know if you count the pre-show match four hours of drinking. So 10 beers an hour for four hours straight. No, thank you. I would probably die. Um, I have nothing else to say. If there's anything else from the weekly recap that either of you want to talk about, mm. go ahead. But this is it. I have one thing. Of course you do. It's, I saw a sign on Monday Night Raw. You know what it said? What? Pee pee poo poo. <laughs> It was right on the back. It was right behind the fucking ring. And there was a dude with a fucking big sign that said, pee pee poo poo. Oh, okay. That was worth it. That was worth it. All right. Oh, that's all I got. Next I week. Share that. Next week. We'll, we'll, uh, let's next week just do a weekly recap show. I don't want to go straight into a retro. Um, I'll be here. All right. No retro next week. Just weekly recap because of how this week has been, uh, especially this past weekend. Oh, boy. That's it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan, Joe, and Chad. Bot 2000. We'll catch you on down the road.